guys, on my screen, I got a big uh, announcement. This meeting is being recorded by the host or a participant. And somebody clicked, got it. Yeah. You've seen a big white box over Robin's head. Thank you. I thought I was going to have to look at you that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you saw me that way, too? <laughs> yes. hey oh, Hey, now. Hey, everybody. What is happening? Uh, hi oh, Hey, oh, Hey, now. It's a bad day today. Whenever I wake up, I weigh myself. Uh, every day, I weigh myself. And I'm up a pound from where I want to be. And, but my weight's weird. Like, I could be up a pound today and then down three pounds tomorrow. I don't understand how there's such a big shift in my well, weight. Well, it's all due to, you know, the fluctuations of, you know, water balance and things like that. I don't want to hear about that. I just want to know I'm at my maximum or minimum weight. That's where I want to be. Weight? Me? We all know where you are today. Who, me? Yeah, who uh, you? <laughs> who am I talking Who, to? me? Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> I like to be right at 190, mm-hmm. 190, but I'm 6'5", so that's kind of like like Skeletor, you know what I mean? But I like it. You like a Skeletor the, kind hey. of look. Well, I'd rather look more muscular than like a, like The Rock or something like that, but yeah. uh, I don't know how to do that. I tried for years. Musculature. I well, tried for did. years. You got close. You had muscles. Mm-hmm. I had muscle, but I was like too lean. Like, you know what I mean? It was like skinny. Like I, I see these guys on the bachelor. They all pump up with iron. I don't know where um, they get those guys from. Yeah. It's like there's those a guys, farm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause most guys I see out on the street aren't built like that. No. And then every but, bachelor has a six pack. I know there's a way of putting on muscle if you eat a lot, but then I always, when I went to the gym, like I used to go to the gym every day, you know, when I was younger and I would have, uh, you know, in my 40s, I'd say, and, you know, I'd, I'd work out every day and, um, you know, they'd say, you know what, don't do as much cardio and just eat a lot of protein and stuff. And then all I'd get was a big belly and tits uh, because <laughs> they say, no, you got to go heavier weight and I'd go heavier weight. But I never got that muscle look, you know, that that big right. guy muscle well, look there like is see some kind of a science because I've been reading a lot about this. And these bodybuilders, yeah. they know exactly what to eat, and they're weighing everything. Yeah, they do. And yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy because they don't eat a lot, and no. uh, but they pack on tons of muscle, but they want to be lean, so they don't eat. And it's like I could never figure the whole science of it out. Right? Yeah, it's a so, real strategy you have to run in order to look that way. Yeah, so I went and uh because I couldn't figure it out and I hired a nutritionist, I had a trainer because I would have liked to have been muscular and really hot. I wanted to be a hot guy like muscular, you know, big muscle look with the big arms and the whole thing because I'm <laughs> tall. I mean, that could have been a really good look for me. Like a body by Jake kind of look if you remember him. You know, except for his face. He had a gorgeous body and a like, a, I don't know what happened to his face, but <laughs> that's what I figured I would do. Hard time. Well, I figured I'd have this. Life. <laughs> well, I'm, but I'm not putting him down. I'm saying I'm in the same boat. No matter how muscular <laughs> I got, let's say I had the body of a, of a, of a professional bodybuilder. I'd still have this face. <laughs> well, um, you know what I mean? But I said that's still good. Chicks will find that hot. They'll overlook my face for my gorgeous physique. 
But there's something about my body that my muscles were fighting against me, not for me. And then <laughs> Your I, muscles did not want to be big. <laughs> no, so I went for the very lean look, very thin look. And at one point in my 40s, early 50s, I had the I had what could pass for maybe abs and I had a nice chest and you know, I looked pretty good. My ass was never good no matter how much I ran. I'd run 6 to 8 miles a day. I'd do squats. Don't ask. My ass always had cellulite on it. There was there was like that back shot was just really piss poor. It was like real bad. Yeah. I remember well, I was shooting it, the, you know, cause all of the, you know, like you'll see these trainers and they say, yes, I'm the one that the Hollywood people go to, to get in well, for a, a film. My theory was I worked tremendous hours. So by the time I got in the gym, I was exhausted anyway. You know, I couldn't yeah. do split sessions, get up in the morning and protein drink and then work out and then another drink. And, but you know, I mean, what was I going to do? Devote my life to trying to get a body or was it going to make a living? Well, that's what I was thinking. They also yeah. have all day. They devote all day to yeah. it when they're getting ready for a role. That's right. So, you know, I was interested in making a living and making people laugh and having a good time. And Well, this so is anyway, the body for that. <laughs> that's, I got the body for as an enter, as a uh, funny guy on the radio. I got that. Uh, so I never could figure out the right balance of food and working out and don't ask. I wanted it, but it just was too much work and I couldn't figure it out. Excuse me a minute, Robin. Oh, hi, everybody. It's everybody's favorite TV doctor, Dr. Now from um, 600 Pound, uh, what do we call it? Hey, Dr. Now. How you doing, Dr. Now? Howard, why you don't eat enough food? You don't eat enough. You think you're going to lose muscle in yourself if you're starving yourself. How many calories well, are you going to eat to get a six-pack? Nothing? You going to well, eat yeah. dust? Yeah, Dr. Now, I what I would do is I gave up on being large, so I tried to get lean, like a David Bowie kind of look. You know, one of those, like a, like a rock star thin, like Mick Jagger. You know what I mean? You only listen to me. You only be Mick Jagger or David Bowie. You don't need enough food. You're going to be like a yeah. guy who's on the street, starving. You see? The problem yeah. with Howard is he has a psychological issue, and he needs to up his therapy. He will never be skinny enough to deal with his self-image. I hope he gets the help, but I don't think so. So oh. I'm afraid he's going <laughs> to be in trouble. <laughs> that sounds very dire. Uh, of course it's dire. Now. He wants to be a rock star and a little of food. Then he wants to <laughs> eat. Tiffany Dr. Eat now. In- Doctor Now, now, you're not uh, listening to me. I'm telling you, I wanted to be large, but whenever I would increase my calories, my belly would just get big. I didn't didn't go. You don't listen to me. You starve yourself. Okay, that makes your fat cell get very hungry. So the next time you eat a cookie, you're going to gain 35 pounds. Where do you think (laughs) it's going to go? Be your ass and your tits. Dr. Now, what you don't understand is, I'm telling you, I went to a nutritionist, and she said to me, you need to eat 12 bread groups a day, you need to have 11 uh, milk groups, you know, she put everything in groups. I went to the professionals. I never could get yeah, big and muscular. Yeah, I'll tell you the problem with a professional. A lot of people, I go on uh, Amazon the other night. The people, they're writing books in my name. They say this book is from Dr. Now. 
It's not from Dr. Now. Listen to this book, The Trouble with Weight Loss. This is not my name. This is a patent on Fresno. And this is a bad book. So you nah. are getting get advice from the people that oh, don't know right. when they try to be Dr. Now. They're not. Doctor, now, excuse me for a second. Someone's at my door. Please just wait there. Oh, everybody, Mr. Universe, uh, who won. Mr. Universe at the age of 20, Arnold Schwarzenegger is here. All right, let me tell you something. I love this doctor now. He's fantastic, but he doesn't know all about building the muscles. I know everything about the muscle building. It's very important. You know, eating all the food is fantastic. But if you want to gain the big muscle, don't worry. Don't even look at the scale. Just keep eating and keep pumping that iron. Well, that's what I did. And then you know what it was? People said, well, you're not lifting more, enough weight. I was, it was too heavy. How could I lift it? I needed help lifting start. it. You started at one pound, then you get to the two pound, then you get to the four pound. I did all pound. that. I did all that. Four hours a day, Howard. Come on. Four. four hours a day. I Believe me, I, I would get off the radio. I would eat my lunch. I would then uh, uh, take a little schnooze. And then I hit the gym. I was there. I went for a run for an hour. Then I lifted weights for an hour. I mean, I got, and then I had to go home and work. I mean, I had to have a life. I had young children. What am I going to do? Fuck this life bullshit. Get back to the gym. I don't care oh if you're using God. those pink little don't dumbbells. Listen. Hey, 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 hey. Don't listen to this guy. This guy is another one with a psychological. How are you going to be in a gym for five, six, seven, eight Listen hours to this a day. guy. You're going to trust this pudgy little overweight guy telling people hey, to lose weight when he doesn't me, even asshole. have any muscles? I will take you, wrap you around my little finger. You don't I'll even snap know this geek gym. like a twig. I'll go and well, tempt you in your palm. Well, 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 well uh, 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 Mike Perlman's one of my most muscular staffers. He wants to give me workout tips. What oh. do you know, Mike? Uh, 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger's with us, doctor now, and no one seems to be able to tell Mike me how to get big. Tips. Go ahead, Mike. See what you know, Howard. What you should do is you should take a little bit more of an uh, have a little bit more of a calorie intake. And right. you were just saying that you weren't really like you, you were lifting, but they weren't heavy enough. You like they were too heavy. Lift just enough that where it's just a little bit of resistance, where it's just it, it's a little bit of a struggle for you, not where it's you too know easy, what, Mike, not where it's too hard. Yeah. Mike, I did that for years. I honestly did. It didn't work on me. My body is resistant to getting hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, it didn't want to go there. I would even shave down to try to help. Howard. Motivate. Did you yes. try putting a poster of me next to you, you while I you're did. working out? That I, I always had a picture. inspires me. I had a picture <laughs> of you, Clint Eastwood. Don't ask. I had all kind of, I had Clint Eastwood in a bathing suit and it didn't help. But I had you, you in a bathing a, suit. You need a picture of me looking at you and you go on the fridge. You're gonna you want to end weight. up looking like Dr. Now? Have you seen him lately? Hey, ah, I I saw you. hey, listen, I saw your last Terminator movie. I want my money back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, it's all about <laughs> making the people happy and they like me more well, than you. Well, I'm, I'm not happy. I saw that. I fell asleep. I thought, oh. How is Mike, what are you doing the pelvic thrusts while you're doing your radio show? Come on. Mike, what are you doing? What I mean, you, how big are your arms? What are you? Uh, someone told me your biceps are 17 and a half inches around. Is that correct? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about it. I mean, John Blit had me measure my biceps one day on a, on a, uh, on a, on a Zoom call, but, um, what, what, yeah, like I said, what do you think you should do? You should do a higher calorie intake. Do you, did you ever do a shake, Howard, or no? I had a shake. Sure. I had that. Yeah, did it have enough that. calories in it? Because a lot of times protein. it has. Protein. And you've got to but supplement you see, more protein. Come on. 
you're eating calories. Arnold's eating calories. And Dr. Now is telling me less calories. I mean, you listen, need 1,200 calories. 400, you just seek 300, you need that. He doesn't even have any muscles in his jaw, Howard. You're going to trust this guy? Come on, right now I'm doing ass kegels. I'm always looking out. Uh-oh. Someone's at the door. She's, oh, uh, here is an even more muscular Mike Perlman who wants to give workout tips. Go ahead. What is your tip? Hey, how you doing, Howard? You know, what you got to do is you got to get a good pre-workout supplement. You know, you got to get a little caffeine, like a lit pre-workout. You just want to get a good pump on, you know, maybe do bench press one day. That's important. another day. Yeah. <sighs> That's important, well, too, Howard. You should take a pre-workout because it gives you a little bit of a pump. <laughs> Like right. before you work out. And did you work out every day? Did you do a different thing every day or did you do something? I did, I did all of it. I did. I would work out six days a week. I took Sundays off. Wow. I used to go running every day. I would. And then someone said, don't run anymore. That's not good. I said, yeah, that's good, too. You got to do cardio. Don't it? I did it all. And I did like a leg day. I knew the whole, the split routine. I got the whole right. thing down. I know what's that going is, on. I, you need to make a reasonable goal. You problem, you're doing, you're running, you're digging, you're jogging. It's too much. You can't stick with this. No, it's not enough. Month. Only six days a week. Howard, you're so lazy. Come on. You <laughs> gotta <laughs> pump it up. You have <laughs> brain damage and this, Mike and Arnold. I know. They don't, uh, they don't I'm get enough. Have a Oxygen. Yes. Uh, Dr. Now has been stuck in a puny little stinky <laughs> office his entire life. I've been everywhere. I was governor of California. Look at me. Come on. You need to lift more. More than just a bar, Howard. You know, lift more. Put some weights on it. Well, Mike now, Perlman, he knows all about this. Yeah, he does. He does. And what about uh, Super Mike Perlman, the even more muscular Mike Perlman? You know about it, too. I would say that is all, he's, he should yeah. be a doctor, Mike Perlman. Yeah, I love Arnold, too. Arnold's in some funny movies, too. But, you know, and, and the other Mike could speak to this, too, is that you should really take, like, like a true mass post-workout. You know, you want about 7,000 calories after you get oh a good pump going on. Yeah, that's what I take. I take this thing Seven, called true mass. 7,000 yeah. calories, you're going to die. That's it's 7 calories one meal. All right, listen. What is it? 100 calories, guys, 50 grams of protein. Let me tell you, I'm do a couple guys. deadlifts and then, you know, get to the dumbbell flies and you can do some underhand kickbacks for the triceps. It's all about muscle confusion, Howard. If I would lift up my mail all the time I when I couldn't use, find anything. You're harder to understand than me. I even use the <laughs> reader principle. Arnold, I used the weeder principle, the weeder confusion principle, and the only thing confused was me, not my muscles. <laughs> it's so All simple. Right. Listen, hey, listen, <laughs> it's so simple. You have to do. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you. It's right. <laughs> you know, he makes a good point. What I'll do too is I'll eat a steak at the gym. I'll put it on the bench. <laughs> lifting. You know, it just kind of helps the, uh, the uh, amino acids. There's no time to stop for lunch. You just keep shoving it down your mouth. We use a hose. That's what I do when uh -huh. I'm lifting. The problem with these guys is they're so long in the gym, they don't ever sit to think what is going on in my head psychologically. And they're going to have a real problem going forward. I wish yeah. them the best, but... I don't know. I but don't you know, think it's good. What's most important is, you know, you got to eat lean and clean. Like, That's Mike, true. I don't know if you speak to this, Mike, but, you know, around lunch, 
you know, you got to keep it clean. I'll have a little grilled chicken, a little turkey, <laughs> maybe good. a salad. But from, that, you don't want anything, you know, deep fried. Well, based on what Howard, right? He's right. Based on like Howard, super right. Mike Perlman is good. Is really I mean, based good. Howard, based on what you've <laughs> talked about as far as is your lunch and stuff, I think that's. I think your your uh, diet is pretty perfect. Yeah, it is clean, you know, not not a lot yeah. of you know fish. All right, listen, listen. Yeah, my age at well, this point, it's Well, everything's right, over. Howard. Just your body isn't. I <laughs> did what? Just run seven miles in the morning before the show. <laughs> Doctor, now Arnold Schwarzenegger, Super Mike Perlman, and Mike Pro, regular Mike Perlman. I'm telling you, I had all the experts. I tried for years. At this point, now it doesn't matter. It's over. You understand? At this point, well, there's should, no muscle. You just gonna be, you just want to stay healthy. I, think. I just want to stay alive. Yeah, I don't want to get like you know fucking like Parkinson's disease. Or you know what I mean? You At this point, you need to be healthy. Just you want to be a rock star. You know what happened to a rock star? They die. What? You they die. They go away. They don't have the health. They don't living on the ground. This ridiculous. You need to be you and follow twelve hundred calorie doctor now diet. You're gonna be beautiful. <laughs> Well, Howard, you're almost Howard. You're almost built like an NBA player. Like I felt like if you're know, right. if you're a, li you a little shorter, then I think it, it'd be like more, you know, more visible. But I think you know you're in good shape, man. I mean, you've always been in good shape. I think. Uh, Super Mike Perlman, what do you think? You know, I couldn't agree with Mike more when he talks about that. And you know, if you ate a little more turkey, like you know, half a turkey in the morning, I look like a turkey. Full turkey at lunch, yeah, because that'll that'll help you know build. Uh -huh. The protein carb. Yeah, I think more protein and less of this fiber bullshit. You're shitting out all of your muscles, Howard. Come on. <laughs> you, listen, you listen to this guy, you're going to be protein for the worms because you're going to die. Be careful. Listen, you guys, th you know what? I'll tell you what. I appreciate you guys arguing over my gross body, and I feel loved because you dudes uh, are trying with me, but I've been to all the experts. It's not going to happen for me. Uh, thank you, everybody. There you go. Uh, Mike Perlman, thank you. Uh, Super yeah. Mike Perlman, thank you. And how and if you want to come, come to Eisenhower Park with me, we could do some calisthenics together. Maybe jump rope, do some mountain right, climbers, right. do the perfect <laughs> push up. <laughs> we could do, you know, thank, on the ground, do some lat rows, dumbbell thank rows. You. <laughs> thank you. He's doing uh, thank him you. Now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and thank you, Arnold, and thank you, Doctor. Just thank use you. what you have if you're going on a walk with Beth. Carry her on your back like a log. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do the work, but don't do right. too much work, or you're gonna die. This time. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Balance, All right. right? Mm. Wow, that's some health panel. <laughs> well, that's how confusing the advice is that everybody's listening to. Yeah. Yesterday was Father's Day, which was nice. Yes, happy my, Father's Day. Did you have a yeah, good thanks. time? thanks. Yeah. My girls made a little uh, video presentation for me. Made me feel very special. Yeah, it was sweet. A lot of mem walking down memory lane. Video from when they were little kids. Aw. You know, it was sweet. It was so sweet. My daughter Emily put it together. It was very nice. And the... Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I didn't see my dad. I, I mean, I go over there, but I didn't go yesterday because the traffic's crazy, and he didn't know yeah. it's Father's Day anyway. Yeah. He's so out of it now. It's really kind of sad. You mean he's so, not even aware of what day it is? He doesn't know? If you asked him who the president was, would he know it? 
I think, you know, I don't know if he'd be able to say it, but he, he, he'd be like, oh, the guy. And you can tell he kind of knows, but, right. but it depends. Like sometimes he knows who I am. Like sometimes he knows he has a, you know, a daughter or a son and sometimes he has no clue, you know, he's, 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 he's declining, but not health wise. Like he's, he's probably going to live another hundred years. It, it's like, um, weird. He it's just, just his brain. Know anything yeah. right <laughs> he won't know he won't know he lived another hundred years that's the problem <laughs> yeah so i was feeling sad about him because yeah. you know my dad he you know you know he wasn't exactly into me and everything but you know we didn't have the closest relationship but i still admire many things about my father first of all my father got up every morning and went to work and for some reason, I applaud that because I know so many guys who didn't have yeah, dads for, who for did it that. It seems like a kid he didn't like. He still works for you. <laughs> you yeah, like, you know, he kept a roof <laughs> over our head. He, 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 he definitely went out every day, took a two hour commute each way to go into the city and work and get aggravation. And anybody who works knows about aggravation. And, you know, I'm always appreciative of that. And, you know, certainly I ate three meals a day. Sometimes four or five ever, meals. I've heard this word food insecurity. You never had right. food insecurity. Never had that. You know, he didn't. Uh, so many fathers drown their sons in bathtubs. My father never did that. Or leave them in locked cars. That would have been. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad had no opportunity to leave me in a locked car because he didn't take me anywhere. If he did, my mom was with us. He so. never got to forget you in a hot day. <laughs> no. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I appreciate a lot about my father. My father got me uh, musical instruments when I took an interest in it or paid for lessons. And as far as I could tell, he was faithful to my mother. He probably went to a couple of hookers here and there, but I don't fault him for that. that. I hope uh, not. I have a feeling he must have. I, my mom really? had to be horrible in bed. <laughs> I mean, she's you such hope a pill. Your mom was horrible in bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I just know she's not that kind of woman that was like going to do something fun for him. And like, she's not blowing him and giving him. Maybe she blew. I, I don't know. I'm confused about yeah. that. She probably. Well, I know. But whenever I know. we would talk about anal, that, that was definitely off the table. They well, weren't yeah. experimenting with things like that. Well, most gals, you aside, uh, they're not into anal. Oh, stop you know, it. Fred's mom you know. was a true. <laughs> Fred, Fred's mom was a good mom. She uh, she loved anal. She told me she did she, right on radio. She gave her all. She sure did. But my mother wasn't like that. And um, I don't know. I I don't think she. I think my mom would fuck him occasionally. And that's it. You know. Did I, she I don't, move I don't, or did she just? No. What was, it? was it like? No. You know, get that chore over with. <laughs> no, my mother told me years ago, even you know, when she still was vital, which means vital means wet. She would say, you know, oh, I don't need all the sex, and then with everybody with the sex, I'd be celibate. But your father has needs, you know. Like, I mean, who wants to be with someone like that? Yeah, that your father has needs. Now I go, boy, mom, you're some party. Wow. Dad hit the jackpot with you. Let me tell you, he was satisfied. Only you, me. Uh, she said that? <laughs> yeah. She did say it. She claimed she satisfied him. I'm sure. He, I mean, you, you put your dick in anything and come, you're satisfied. <laughs> but I don't think there was anything like her buying an outfit. No. Maybe on the honeymoon because somebody told her to do it. Or but. just any enthusiasm. 
you know. Like, yeah, I, I think. Ben, come here. Yeah. Ben, <laughs> man, <laughs> man. What am I, with a billy goat? <laughs> but my mom never shaved her, her vagina and, you know, she didn't, she didn't really stay in shape, you know. She, she had, she was a little bit sloppy, my mom. Oh. oh. You know, let's be honest. I mean, Look, she looked like every woman that age. Uh, yeah, that's what that she told me. Grew up, yeah. <laughs> Your sister and I, we are real women. That's what you should know. That was the lecture I got when I read Playboy. You can look at Playboy. I don't care. I'm not uptight, but those aren't real women. Your sister and I are real women. All right, I'll look at you two all day. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's not a, a real full of you. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no magazine called Real Women. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, my sister had a nice body. I don't know why my I don't know why my mother was why lumping my sister. Herself with your sister. Yeah, my, my my mother should have had a nice body as my sister. Jitties. My sister in high school was always in good shape, but. Uh, you know, I don't know. My mom wanted me. My mom did not care if I had pornography, but she wanted me to know that it was unrealistic for women to look like that. Those women are freaks. Those women do. There's not women that look like that. Well, they're here in a magazine. <laughs> you know, not every woman has a big giant bush that you can braid like you have. Damn, listen, that's what a real woman has, a big smelly forest between her legs. <laughs> real women have big, long tits and hate sex. <laughs> Great. Can't wait to get older. Can't wait. God. You know? But so uh, even that, your father endured. My father was a good man, you know, in many, many respects. He he didn't like me, I can tell you that. And he was annoyed by me. And he had no joy from me. You know, in other words, Did he didn't you see enjoy. Did he liked it? Well, I think it was never just kids he liked. He didn't. My like. sister, you. my sister swears that my mother was the cold fish and my father was actually kind of sweet. But I know what she means. My dad was better at relating to my sister. Like, he was like, yeah, you know, you try hard enough. It's good. You do. I see you try. But him, he doesn't <laughs> use it. He doesn't use his head. You know, there was a wacky upbringing. That's why I went to my room and looked at pornography. You can look at all. Listen, I'll buy you Playboys. But keep in mind. Real women have labias that hang to their knees. <laughs> Those labias are very, uh, they're fake. Those are fake labias? <laughs> fake labia in the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> My mom had such a huge bush. When she'd walk, she'd trip on her bush. big thick nipples with hair on them <laughs> oh i can't wait but uh i can't imagine my dad i don't know i don't know what they did in bed it had to be fucking weird 
it had to just be awkward. I can't even imagine my father like, you know, it's time for us to mate. Did they you know, have I a can't... special day, you know, so he could expect it on some I don't know. particular day? I don't know. You know how some couples have like a candle? Yeah. And then the woman lights the candle, which means she then it's like, oh, you two can't talk to each other. <laughs> and just say you want to fuck. I say to Beth, uh, will you meet me in this fantasy suite at four o'clock? That's my, that's my little thing, you know? That's very straightforward. Yes, very adult. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, listen, what do we, what are you supposed to say? You want to come fuck? I mean, I said, I said, Hey, I'm in the fantasy suite. I'm laying here nude. <laughs> that's what I said the other day. I'm nude in the fantasy suite. <laughs> and you know, any woman would rush in. Of get course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know they love it. Wonder yeah. what that means. Mm. Oh yeah, I get all charged up when I go in the fantasy suite. I go to I go to Beth. I'm gonna today I'm doing something I've always wanted to do. She goes, What are you doing? I go, I'm gonna eat out your asshole and she goes, I don't want that. <laughs> I said I'm all charged up. I go, today I got a position. She goes, you've had enough positions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Have I? Okay. I get all whacked out, you know. There was this whole, I had this fantasy that Beth would be looking out the window the other day. Because I saw her bent over looking out the window. She was looking at birds or something, all excited about it. And I'm looking at her ass and I said, you know what, honey? Can we go in my office and you look out that window at the birds and I'm going to, you know, you'd be nude. She goes, no. I go, wait a second. Don't say no so fast. Maybe it'll be good. She says, all right, you want that? You can have that. I said, all right. So uh came close to four o'clock for bang o'clock time. And I was laying there in the bed. And, and then she came in and I said, you know, we were supposed to go to my office and you were supposed to look at the birds while I do my thing. She goes, you want to do that? Let's go. I went, you know what? I think I'm too tired for that. You're in the fantasy suite already. You're not yeah, I was just like, locations. you know what? It seemed like a good idea at the moment. Like, if I could have just pulled her pants if down. If it was had... spontaneous. It just happened. Yeah. 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 That wasn't happening right then and there. You know. But, uh, I have it in mind. Maybe one day I'll do it. Maybe one day. It's on my bucket Maybe list. in the, yeah, the next time she's in the office. Well, sometimes I dream up Sometimes I dream up stuff, you know, and then I realize it's it's not as good as I thought it was. You know, like 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 the good old standbys are the best, you know, in terms of pleasure. Right, right. You know but, what I mean? You know, sometimes a surprise is nice, don't you think? Well, my mother once told me she says, "Listen, real <laughs> women just want you to get it over with as quickly as possible." <laughs> So I always have that in the back of my head. Just be quick about your business and get it over with. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, life is very complex, isn't it? I mean, trying to figure it out is. everything. You, you, it really you just is. don't know what to do. You don't know what you're no. getting into. You no. don't know what you're going to have to live with. No. No. You, you wake up, you go, what am I going to have to deal with today? <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's say hi to good morning to somebody. Let's go to Chris. Hey, Chris. 
Uh, George Takei, the real George Takei, will be dropping by today. He's going to, um, well, I'll tell you when he comes here. We have a fun little thing that George participated in, and he's going to help us out with it. Uh, and also Brad will be here, his husband. Oh, uh, Chris, yeah, it's always good to see Brad. Uh, Chris, go ahead in New York. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, how are you doing, Howard? And happy hey. Father's Day. Thank you. Thank you. So I competed on season 10 Extreme AGT, and uh, I was in the parking lot out in California. We did a car stunt, drove a blue truck on two wheels. I just wanted to pick your brain, see if you might remember this. Uh, not really. I did four seasons on America's Got Talent. There were a, it sounds vaguely familiar. The blue truck on two wheels didn't uh, stand out? No, apparently not. So um, I will say I got two votes yes, two votes no. Howard being the second vote no. And uh, Mel B saying no. But uh, we did a big circle. Uh, Tim Chitwood drove on two wheels. I stood on top of the car. And wow. um, yeah. We went around the parking lot type of thing. So there was a bunch of stunts. We did stuff with Dr. Danger, who you might remember. I've worked with him before. And um, that was a great season to be on. But uh, and you mentioned at the end of it, you actually mentioned divorce during, at the end of our stunt. Something about divorce. But it was just a whole skit that we did. But it was good. I had a good well, time. Well, what, wait, so I'm not what? following you. What did I say at the end of your stunt? We got out. We, we took our bow and got out. This wasn't on stage yet. And it was, uh, we did our stunt. And then I, I the, the truck goes back on four wheels. And then you talked about something I don't even remember, to say the truth. Something about divorce. You mentioned that about. Uh, I got to go, Chris. Uh, nice, nice wow. walking down memory lane with Great you. Thank story, you. Great story, Chris. Yeah. Great story. Okay. Divorce. <laughs> you mentioned something about divorce, but I don't know what it is. I want to know what Chris is doing now. Is he still standing on that truck when it's on two wheels? Or some of these does guys he have to have a real job now? Well, some of these guys would come on. And, and don't get me wrong. Driving around on two wheels is not easy. And he's standing on top of the truck. It sounds impressive. But some of it was not an act. You know what I mean? It was a, a yeah. talent that you were looking by talent. I would define talent as something I would pay to go see. And that's something that was sustainable. A lot of these guys, all they had was this one, you know, move with their car. Well, I but, remember um, the one where the guys, there was a bunch of people in a bus. And the guy driving the bus drove it into a wall. Yeah. Well, that was you it. know, uh, yeah, it was entertaining. Don't get me wrong. And I might have even voted yes on that because I was like, Jesus Christ, the guy just drove well, a bus you, into you know, a wall. Then you see the guy stagger out of the truck. That was the right. <laughs> you felt bad for them. <laughs> But I mean, you know, at 9-11, we saw a bunch of guys fly into the Empire State Building uh, with a plane. I wouldn't say, hey, they should be in Vegas. I mean, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? It, you know, it had to be something of uh, an act. I mean, what are we doing here? You know, even if I saw like evil Knievel who could sustain it and do wild things like that with that entertainment value. I, it, it was a very tricky line. I had a line in my mind, so I voted no. Listen, some of this stuff. You just, you didn't want to encourage people to go out and kill themselves. You know, uh, it was crazy. It was enough. And believe me, when I, when they told me I had to go outside and watch acts, I'd be like, fuck this. I'm just going to vote no. I don't want to be outside. Yeah, because then every time they're back on the show, you're outside again. That's right. If you put them through, that means they're going back outside the next time. And that took up more of your time. One guy was honest with me. I said, You're, you got an act. I said, but I'm not going outside again. So I'm voting no. Uh, 
I've, one time we went outside and this guy crashed like 17 cars. And then I realized we were looking at the highway. Some guy had a car accident. I had voted yes. <laughs> you thought that was the act. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was the act that I was like, you're, you're going through. And then it turned out he died. Um, no, it, it was crazy. There were some people who did crazy things and, you know. There was one guy, horse, that got kicked in the balls. Now, that was a talent. You the guy had a him. whole act. Yeah. I loved that guy. Yeah. I, he made me laugh. What can I tell you? Where's horse now? Horse? Oh, my God. I think he's uh, retired. He made so much money, he didn't have to work anymore. <laughs> horse. Horse. He's working at, uh, I think, uh, Dairy Queen. I think he's got a job. <laughs> I'm not sure. Speaking about Dairy Queen, uh, Rooster's on the line. He wants to ask me about ice cream. Hey, Rooster, how are you? Hey, how is everybody doing after Father's Day? Happy Father's Day to everybody. Happy right. Father's Day to you, I Rooster. <laughs> By the way, I, I don't want to present myself as a hard ass. I did put through a squirrel on water skis. I thought that, you that, did. that but yeah. I did. I, I, I did. Yeah, that was entertaining, see. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Believe me, I know. <laughs> and something else that was entertaining is I, I don't ever want to do this again. I went, uh, my wife and I had the fortunate ability to go and spend a four-day road trip, but I did it with my daughter and three other teenage girls. Being cooped up in a vehicle going through Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida, I hate pop music now. But I had I had an ability to be a connoisseur of ice cream. Mm -hmm. And they had tasted ice cream in every form, fashion. And I have to say, with John Himes, McDonald's ice cream won hands down. Really? Their, their soft serve ice cream was better than Dairy Queen, Sonic. Really? Uh, everywhere. Well, you know, uh, it's interesting. There's always the controversy in ice cream if soft serve is better than the hard. Cream. I like uh, I like hard ice cream. I like when it's uh, uh, like you know you have to scoop out scoop. I yeah. like a scoop. I find it's more flavorful <laughs> than when it's soft serve. But don't get me wrong, I do like soft serve. What do you think about that, Rooster? I, I love soft serve, but I do think that it's it's only considered ice cream because it's a dessert. And after I told the girls, it's not ice cream. You have to scoop ice cream. When it comes out right. that machine like that, it's soft serve. It's a, it's a different chemistry altogether, you know. But uh, yes. they, they've tried it everywhere. Now Dairy Queen does have a soft serve, and it's dipped in chocolate or fudge, and it's okay. But it's still soft serve, and they would rather mm -hmm. get it in McDonald's than anywhere else. I don't like soft serve where they dip it into various um, uh, um like hot chocolate and then it comes out cold and hard i don't like i like just plain ice cream i don't like yes. the the, the, uh, the what additives. the additives like the girls had it with sprinkles where they would dip it in sprinkles or dip it in some other stuff and it's like you're eating all that junk you ain't eating the ice cream at that point that's right. You're not getting the real flavor of the ice cream. I agree with you on that. On our phone yeah. is John Hine Audiobook, who wants to talk right. about fast food ice cream. Here he goes. We yes. all scream for it. On a warm summer day, it could be ice cold in January in my case, nothing tops a slightly melted scoop of ice cream, except maybe sprinkles or crunch 
or Oreos or here are the places that I'm heading to first. Number one, Dairy Queen. I admit to having worshipped DQ since the early days of my childhood. That curl on top of a simple cone still does wonders for me. It's the best tasting soft serve. I got to hang up with that. What a delivery on this guy. <laughs> I mean, my God. <laughs> John, where are you? John, do you still. Uh, Rooster is claiming that the McDonald's soft serve is better is than Dairy best. Queen. Yeah. Do you find that? You wrote your book how many years ago? Uh, about 10 years ago, I would say. Okay. Has the quality of McDonald's ice cream gotten so much better that is as rooster says better than dairy queen go ahead mcdonald's soft serve is very very good it is not as good as dairy queen dairy queen is the best uh i love dairy queen not just the soft serve but the blizzards the stuff they mix into it if you're at a mcdonald's and you end up getting the soft serve it's excellent but if you're going to one spot dairy queen is a spot for soft serve Rooster. Uh, but John it's with is the additives. A- it's when you go to Dairy Queen, you go there to load up on the ice cream. I'm talking if you were just going to go somewhere to get just an ice cream cone by itself, McDonald's is the place to go. John, is <laughs> Rooster right? You're you're a guy who loves sprinkles. You love all the different Oreo toppings. Now, don't get me He's wrong. Talking, he's talking Dairy just queen the is- quality of the ice cream. Go ahead I and understand. answer, John. You still say the quality of Dairy Queen is better than uh, McDonald's. I've had them both plain, and they're both very, very good. But if I had to choose one, I'm taking Dairy Queen plain over McDonald's plain. When you wrote your book, how many times did you go to Dairy Queen and McDonald's to go to do the back and forth taste test? Let's just say the research was extensive. On my right. book, Howard, uh, I've been to both places many, many times. And uh, I went to the actual Dairy Queen headquarters up in Minnesota. Uh, so I, um, this is a scientific study that I conducted. You went, you went to headquarters in Minnesota for Dairy Queen? Yes. Wow. And what did you learn there? I mean, what did, what did you hope to find out? I learned how to make a blizzard. I also learned that uh, a whole bunch of stuff about Dairy Queen, which is in the book, the the temperature it has to be frozen at. Uh, yep. The you have to when you're making a soft serve cone, you look at a clock and you do. I've forgotten it now, but I it's think it was nine one three in order to get that the swirl on top. There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on at Dairy Queen. They take their ice cream soft serve. Excuse me. Oh, it's, very, the, it's very the Hall seriously. of Fame of ice cream. It's the I, think I, 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 I think it's fair to mention, John, I don't mean to embarrass you, but John, uh, we're pretty sure is officially the fattest guy on the staff now. Uh, now that <laughs> really? Jason's also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just oh, so you keep John, that in mind. Are you proud of that <laughs> distinction? <laughs> a win to win, Robin. What can I tell you? <laughs> At least the man. Uh, Rooster, Rooster, do me a favor. First, you'll go, and then uh, John Hine will go. Okay. Rate uh, in the top five. Uh, number one to five, five being the worst. Go ahead, give us your list. Uh, ice cream. Um, I would have to still say McDonald's ice cream is the is number one. Right. Sonic Sonic's uh blast is the number two. Uh, and then Dairy Queen takes the, the number three spot. Right. And I don't. I, I um I wouldn't know who to follow up because. 
That's the top three. Or, or I throw checkers in there for number four. John Hine, what is your list? Well, there's an important distinction here, Howard. When I wrote the book, this is fast food ice cream. It's not. There are right. other I ice understand. cream places. Yeah. Um, Dairy, Dairy Queen is number one. Uh, Carvel, I would put number two. But Carvel right. is more of a New York, Florida thing and not a nationwide thing. But their soft serve is is excellent. Um, wow. Chick-fil-A's ice cream is very good. Uh, number three. You've seen the cookies and cream shake that I've had there before. Excellent. Uh, McDonald's would be next. I think theirs is very good. And last but definitely not least is Wendy's. Their Frosties are excellent. They're very thick and very tasty. Wolfie wants to weigh in. He has a claim that he wants to make about McDonald's. I don't know if it's true or not, but Wolfie, what is it you want to say? This is absolutely true. I once went to McDonald's and ordered a chocolate milkshake, and the woman handed me a white milkshake, and I said, ma'am, you know, you made a mistake. I ordered chocolate. And she said, no, it is chocolate. We just ran out of chocolate pigment. So it's just chocolate pigment. It's not even real chocolate at all. It's just coloring. Oh, It's the same ice cream with chocolate coloring. Yes, exactly. Wow. Well, uh, John, what do you say about that? And then we'll get to Rooster. Go ahead, John. That's true. Uh, a lot of places will do that. Dairy Queen, there are Dairy Queens out there that just have vanilla and do not have chocolate. And what they'll do is they'll put in, uh, I'm not saying Dairy Queen, but other places will put in a coloring to make it look like chocolate, but it's not actually chocolate. So huh. that absolutely is true. Uh, Rooster, what do you say? I'm dumb as shit because I didn't know that. It was not right. chocolate. <laughs> uh, King of all blacks, for some reason, wants to weigh in on this. I'll give him a shot at this. Go ahead, King. <laughs> all of this hoopla is just too. The best soft serve ice cream is Carvel's. Then the second, I mean, then the best hard ice cream is Hagen Dazs. That's it. That's it. Is that all of this trying to make lifts and all this stuff? No. No. And and McDonald's right. ice cream is foam. It's foam. Because I like to melt my ice cream. So when when I get hot and dodge, I put in the microwave, you know, to soften oh. it up. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, so, that's horrible. No, you, 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 I have to hang up on you. That's ridiculous. He puts it <laughs> yeah. in the microwave. He put the it in the microwave. Is... That's a, I, I, hold on. I'm on actually... Right I'm going to defend King of All Blacks on this one because my I'm wife not. taught me this trick. When you get a pint from like a supermarket, I know it's hard it, to dig into it. So you, you soften it up a bit so you, you can gotta, you can but, scoop it. But you only put it in for 10, 15 seconds, Howard. That's it. Nah, so it gets a little bit Don't soft. eat the ice cream. Though. Eat the spoon up. Run the That's spoon right. under some He's hot right. water. Ah. Run eat the, the spoon under up. some hot my, water. And the rooster's right, right out. No, he's, right. he's not. Because I did that when I worked at Baskin Robbins. I know the the wet, warm scooper works. I'm yeah. telling you at home, it sounds counterintuitive. Try it. Put a pint of ice cream in for ten seconds. Take it out, and you'll, you'll when you swear scoop by it. it in there. When you scoop it in there, you're gonna pull the whole damn plug out, which because <laughs> it melts away from the wall. It don't. <laughs> when you scoop that in there, the whole damn plug pint going to come out in the bowl. <laughs> He's right. He's right. Look uh, at Rooster, the experts we have on scooping ice Chubby scientists. On our phone is a Chicken who says um, he his name is Chicken, even though this guy's name is Rooster. Yes, Chicken. Yes. Howard, I have to say, the best ice cream, hands down, is the Wendy's Chocolate Frosty. Okay? 
Give that with a Mary Lee donut, and that is heaven. Okay, this rooster guy is full of shit. I, I hate to say it, but it, he, he's full of shit. Okay, Howard? Rooster, what do you say to chicken? I say chicken is a female chicken. I'm the rooster, the barnyard pimp. The roosters run the show. Bitch, I, I mean, would come the chicken, over there. That's one of my bitches. First of all, that's one asshole. of my cluck, cluck, cluck. Cluck, cluck, cluck. <laughs> you're, you're a cluck, 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 okay? <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I look a lot like you, okay, but I got one over That's okay, though. Only, That's okay, though. I'm the boy only. chicken. You're the girl chicken. Hey, listen to me. I'm the now, boy chicken, chicken, chicken. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Rooster says Ow. he took his kids on a trip in the car, yeah. and they yeah. sampled a lot of different ice creams. You didn't do that, did you, or did you? I, Howard, Howard, okay, Howard, I live in my car. I'm constantly <laughs> in my car, okay? Right. I don't ever yeah. eat yeah. ice cream. Yeah, I eat every. I'm so fat, I can't even get out of my car seat. Okay, so I all I do is eat ice cream. I am literally fused to my. Well, you gotta seat, stop okay? clucking off. Well, yeah, it listen. sounds like rooster is jealous of chicken, and chicken is jealous of rooster. Am I correct? He needs to be in a car full of teenage girls. Any of know what I'm talking about? I don't even want to cut my radio on anymore. Were you in the car with teenage girls? I'm, yes, I live. I'm fused to the seat of my car. And I have about eight uh, teenage girls around me at all times. Okay, <laughs> and I eat power. Oh, you look like and you have a job of the hut situation going on, motherfucker. I you don't have a neck. I I I, I don't even have a penis. I My can penis do a backflip. Wolfie, uh, what is this, Wolfie? What is it you know about Rooster? Let's get off the ice cream topic for a minute, Wolfie. And what is Howard, the update I on him? Ice cream. Oh, I what is, I received. I received some frantic text messages that Rooster was going through a sudden divorce and the situation what? got, got really bad. And, and I think things have changed since then, but maybe he yes. can fill you in. Yes. Rooster, what's going uh, on? Is your uh, wife divorcing you? No. Uh, we went down a rocky road. We both have children from previous marriages and right. her oldest daughter just flat out did not want us to be married at all. And uh, we raised her, and she had a son. And uh, she started to use the son against my wife. Wouldn't let her see her grandson as long as she was with me. Me being the better man, the bigger person, I've seen my wife grieve. I wasn't going to see my wife be torn between the man she loved and her flesh and blood. So my wife and I agreed that if she needed to step out and bond a relationship with her daughter, then do so. I wasn't going to be selfish and say, no, 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 stay married to me and watch, you know, watch my wife uh, heartbreak. You know, I, I'd rather my heart break and be alone than see her break. Women are not built that way. They're nurturers. They're caring. Why, uh, why doesn't this daughter like you? Uh, what is going on there? Because I call her out on her bullshit and I don't let her boss her mama around. Right. And, so, and it, that, that's hard to do as a step-parent, you know? Sure is. But, Absolutely. But she, she was out for a week. My wife did leave. She was gone for a week. And in that week, uh, things were, were going good the first couple of days. And then my wife turned into a babysitter and turned into an errand runner and uh, just totally used her up. And my wife said, no, nah, man, fuck this. I'm going back home to my husband. Y'all, y'all crazy. And then right. me and her had a long, me and her had a long talk. She says, "You know what? 
you're right. You know, she ain't going to change. She ain't going to grow up. And until she does, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put my life on hold. I mean, the girl's Rooster. 22 years old. Rooster, when you were separated for the week, did you get to fuck some other girls or uh, did no, you? Uh, no, 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 that was, that was, that was, a, that was a couple of maybes. But uh, me, as soon as someone separates from me, I'm right out in the clubs trying to get it. You right don't know there. how Boom. long it's going to last. You better get you out don't. there. Uh, <laughs> she might come back. I've got to be like, honey, you, you snooze, you lose. That's it. One week. I know to, I know me. That's what I do. The second I'm separated. Now, uh, Listen, I was a separated man. The night I got separated, I was right in the club. That's it. I can't now, be alone. Now, while, while I'm married, that's how I think. Right. And you right. walk out the door. You're going to have to get out the way of somebody walking in. I mean, I'm cocky like that. That's how I think. But I really love my wife. You know, I, uh, and I knew she would eventually, we were going to work this out. So, but yeah. if I thought there was a chance it wouldn't, I would have taken my social media uh, recognition and I'd have tried to, I'd have tried to play on it. <laughs> uh, chicken Wolfie, uh, Chicken Wolfie told me that uh, your wife left too. Well, the, uh, you see, uh, Howard, the problem is um, I sat on my wife and uh, I killed her. And then um, <laughs> to get rid of the, uh, uh, the evidence, uh, I literally ate my wife. I wish I could uh, divorce my wife. All right. That man. was chicken yep. shit. Yeah, you're not kidding. Rooster, I mean, uh, Wolfie, what else do you know about this or is that it? I just thought it was funny that, like, the second he was getting divorced, he had a GoFundMe set up, like, to get money for a new car. He had all this <laughs> stuff, Oh, he like, was getting his pitmobile ready. He was going yeah. out. <laughs> well, in other words, he went on GoFundMe and said, listen, I got a date yep. now. I need money, quick. And, yeah. and it's up to the public to give it to me. <laughs> I did. I, I, uh, my son said, well, we only had one vehicle. So I let her take it with her. She was going to go to work and get on her feet. So my son said, look, Pop, we're going to get you another ride. He said, they got a thing called a GoFundMe account with all the people that know you. You're going to have people that want to look out for you and and take in, you know, and help you. We're going to get you a GoFundMe. Well, I said, well, look, I said, we could find us a truck for about $2,500, $3,000. This bitch went and did a GoFundMe for ten grand. <laughs> I said, now, what you'd have done if you'd have got ten grand?" He said, oh, Pop, that other, that other few dollars was for me. I saw it was like a week went by and they donated five bucks. <laughs> five well, bucks. you know, most people, Rooster, are not going to donate money so you can get date uh, so women with date. it. Right. You That's right. Be, it's just not good. I learned that. that yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares about that. I mean, uh, people are generous, but to a point. I mean, come on. Uh, all right, Rooster. Thank you for the well, update. As we learn, Rooster feels McDonald's has the best uh, soft ice cream. He did an extensive survey as he drove around the country with teenage girls. And also, um, those of you who uh, know Carvel in the uh, general New York area, they they feel Carvel has the best soft ice cream. But a fast food expert, and he has the body to prove it, John Hine, says that without a doubt Dairy Queen is the best and then Carvel and uh somewhere down the line is I think uh, Mar uh McDonald's was fourth or third fourth fourth Robin fourth, fourth. Yeah. I, d d how could you forget uh I, all right I don't Rooster. remember what yeah. was third I can guess. I do something can I do something serious before I go quickly yes uh, on a serious note I do a battle on my TikTok every night at seven o'clock 
and we actually do it for a good charity. We do it for a good cause. I battle a group called Retro Nation every night at 7 o'clock. And we go against Retro Nation, and we take the money that we raise in our battle, and we feed the local homeless that's around, and we donate to people. We buy groceries for people. Well, what kind of battle are you talking about, you guys? What are we battling? On TikTok, TikTok, you can go up and you and another person can laugh at each other, do silly shit, chop on one another, and people come. If they give you gifts, you get points. The points. Now, for example, you go. Let's say I go up against you in a TikTok battle. All right. And and and, and you're going to say to me what? I say, oh, well, you came to a game that's already over. I see. You're 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 saying, in other words, Howard, you can't even win this game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, or or, or like say, Howard, you look like a flashlight. You're scrawny with a big top. I see. So you're going to make fun of me, and now I, it's up to me to come back to you, and then the yeah. audience votes. And then the audience just says, I, like, I want to support Rooster, so I'm going to send him gifts. I want to support Howard, so I'm going to send him gifts. And then the gifts turn into uh, currency. So the amount of gifts you get, there's one night I cashed out with like 1200 bucks. I see, and it went to charity. And we donated half of that to charity, yes, sir. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the Rooster Charity got half. All right, Rooster. There you go. If anybody wants to participate, I didn't say I wasn't a businessman. I just said if anybody wants to show up and show some love every night at seven o'clock, Rooster and Retro Nation. All right, Rooster battles a whole nation of guys and uh, generally yeah, wins. And win. So there you go. There you go. He will win. So if you want to see Rooster win. <laughs> Look him up on uh, TikTok. All right, Rooster, thank you. I got to take a break. I'm going to say hi to George Takei and Brad in a minute because uh, we asked uh, George to do something for us. He did a great job, and we're going to tell you what that is right after these words. And uh, my first word, of course, is uh, one of my favorite people in the world, uh, of course, is George Takei. And the other favorite person is Brad, his husband, who uh, we love. We love these two guys. Uh, we heard from them last week. I asked them to come in because uh, George has done some fun things for us. It's always great to see these two Here gentlemen. They are. Hello. Yeah, first Hi. of all, uh, live long and prosper. I want to say that to both of you. Live long and prosper. <laughs> you know, I got to say something, George. I saw you uh, at the Japanese parade honoring... Uh, Japan uh, parade. That's the what J- they yes. called it. The Japan parade. I know you were the... Uh, uh, the what do you grand call it? Grand Marshal, the Poobah, the Grand Poobah, and I noticed as you were uh, on the uh, in the car, being the Grand Marshal, you were telling everyone, "Live long and prosper." That's right. And I said to Robin, "You know, not to take anything away from George, but uh, live long and prosper is not even his line. That was Spock's line." You're right. That's yes. that's a greeting, the the Vulcan greeting, and it's a wonderful philosophy. And j- just like we say, you know, I love you when you really don't love a person, uh, <laughs> you I adopt that uh, philosophy and I use it, and it's it's a good uh, philosophy. So you know, it's open to everybody. And I use it as my personal greeting for people. Do you think Leonard Nimoy would be upset to see you out there saying live long and prosper when he 
was the uh, the the actor who delivered those lines in a way that uh, you are taking away his culture, the Vulcan culture. It's, it's called cultural misappropriation. Are you? <laughs> you don't know a... Leonard then. <laughs> Leonard no, is a generous guy, uh, an all-embracing guy, and live long and prosper is so, something that he shared with everybody. He knew I was, I did it at the conventions that we, uh, we do, uh, did together. So, But don't no. you think... Don't you think Commander Sulu should have had a line that he could yell out? Uh, in other words, uh, it, it, it's really these writers. And you probably exactly. did have a good line, but Shatner probably took it. He probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, my line was, I, I, sir, warp three. And I didn't want to be, uh, have that as my, uh, signature. So, uh, I, but, but if you George, want to use the word, I misappropriated, yes. appropriated a good Vulcan greeting. Why Live not yell out, But why not say to the crowd, uh, uh, warp speed ahead. Aye, aye, sir. Aye, sir. Warp speed ahead. Aye, aye. We were just creeping along. And yeah, that I was see. what we call impulse power. We were going right. at impulse power. And yeah, that's a nice uh, phrase to use, but it's not as warm and all-embracing and as generous a greeting as live long and prosper. For those oh, of you who I could not be... something here because I'm yes. watching George's hands Yes. And did he have his hand surgically put into that <laughs> Vulcan greeting? He's <laughs> terrific they don't at it. Change. No, he does the Vulcan greeting perfectly, <laughs> right hands. and left-handed, and so does he Brad. Does By not the way, have to think about it. For those of you who missed it, here is, in fact, this is an exclusive George at the Japan Parade oh. uh, as the Grand Marshal yelling to the crowd, live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Enjoy the parade. Live long and prosper. This is a great day for a parade. Enjoy the parade. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. At a good parade, if you have these... What is that, George? Isn't that what? a wonderful greeting at a parade? Live you know, long I, and prosper. <laughs> I have to tell you, I was watching you. You were working the crowd beautifully, but I said, for Christ's sake, the poor guy, he's yelling at the time. They should have given you a megaphone. Or I was some hoarse. Type of, you were I'm at sure. the end of it. At the end of it, it was, uh, you know, a couple of other things, too, I have to point out from the Japan parade. But before I do that, I have to say, I was shocked once again. John Hine came up to me and he said, right before you were coming on, he said to me, do you know that George is 85 years old? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I said, it's ridiculous. I said, that the man is in, are you still doing 100 push-ups a day or have Absolutely. That gone Every morning. It's you part are kidding of the routine. Me. Unbelievable. You and know, I do it with my, my uh, ankles uh, uh, elevated. Yes. So it's not uh, the regular push-up, uh, but it's like this. You know, I got to say, you are uh, one of a kind because, you know, I find I'm I'm younger than you. I'm, yes, you I, are. I think I'm I'm Brad's age. Yeah, we're and exactly I got it. Yeah, we're the same age. And uh, by the way, Brad, how is it 
fucking an 85-year-old guy. Because Did you ever think? I worry because when I'm 85, Beth will be 68, and I'm like, hey, uh, ve is mere, you know what I mean? We've been doing it for 36 years, so it's familiar. Right. It's, it, it, it's it, become it's, familiar. It's become familiar. But, but, George, it is amazing because when I go in the gym now, and I do anything, even like a couple of pull-ups. The next day, my neck hurts and my <laughs> head hurts. And you and don't do it regularly. That's the problem. I do. I I work. But you I do have the push uh, um, pull downs pull as yes. well. Yes, oh, it is quite 100 remarkable. Hundred pounds. Hundred pounds. It's unbelievable the shape you're in, and I mean that with uh, tremendous respect. Uh, but uh, I always think about you, and I say, I hope I'm in as good a shape as George when I am that age, because I want my wife to stay with me. I'm afraid she'll <laughs> leave me. He's, you know what I mean? Brad's still with me. Uh, <laughs> by the Do way. Do you think Brad keeps you young? <laughs> he does. He does. Because, you know, you need someone to uh, proselytize. He... Once we got together, I mean, he uh, trained me for my first marathon, as you well know, and it's because of him that I did six marathons. He's done eight marathons. So uh, he was my mentor. But once we got together, I guess it was about five years, he quit running. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd go out for my run. I'd beg and plead uh, uh, for him to run with me. He wouldn't do it. And, well, because he was a journalist at that time and keeping those. Yeah, but doesn't that say that sometimes when we're in a relationship, the partner gets so comfortable that they don't care about the running anymore? Am I right, George? Is that what happened? Brad, did you get so comfortable and feel yes. so secure that you just said, I don't need to keep up my musculature <laughs> i ran i caught george and the rest is history right once you got well, him, history you keeps growing and growing although he stopped growing <laughs> george, the, so george you reach a certain point and and uh, it, he doesn't i don't get as many new brads as i used to it's the I, same size brad. i do love hagen das rum raisin ice cream though i must admit so what you're saying is uh, you you now run, but you run to the refrigerator. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He he just ambles over to the he refrigerator. Ambles even to the refrigerator. <laughs> George, are you becoming too? I have to stick up for Brad a little bit here. Are you? Oh, becoming, I'm always sticking up for him. We're team no, decay. But it's, is, uh, but but wait a second. Uh, first of all. Brad is a wonder. If I told my wife that she was too heavy, she would leave me in two seconds. Uh, Brad, See, how that's how close it? we are. I can tell him that, and he will Brad, come right back to me. And the say, answer, it, hurts your, it hurts your feelings, doesn't it? The answer is not really because I have a thick skin. I right. just thick body. body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I'm talking about. I sense as tight as you guys are and you, you know, you're the poster children for marriage, good marriage. And we know that. But, um, you know, even at the Japan Day Parade when we were covering it, uh, you know, I could tell Brad, uh, you know, he's a little fed up. He really is, George. Uh, did you hear this quote? And, and, and I'm, I'm going to defend Brad on this. I, I think you're a little bit difficult and I want you to listen to this and maybe improve your attitude. Listen to this and really hear your husband, if you will. No, George, 
George is fun to live with. I mean, he really is. I mean, he's slightly narcissistic. But, I mean, he has a right to be. You know, he thinks... He thinks about himself first, and then me second. Brad, it's time for lunch. He would never think of getting lunch himself. Or Brad, there's no fresh blueberries in the refrigerator. Not, well, George, run down to Morton Williams and get fresh blueberries. It's Brad, run down to Morton Williams and get fresh blueberries. So, Brad, I'm out of clean socks. Meaning, Brad, time for you to do the laundry. When did you you say that? (laughs) You know, there, there needs to be some kind of... Privacy in a marriage. (laughs) 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 On the Howard Stern show, you're sharing all those private things. Because the man is frustrated. First of all, you're married. There's a love relationship. Relationship has to be 50-50. If you turn Brad into a slave or a, 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 a maid, uh, it's too much. You've got to. He see he saw when my, while my mother was alive, uh, she was very accommodating of my needs, and right. and I made the mistake once, just once, of saying my mother was a charwoman, and so he's been calling himself a charwoman to me. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you know, George. As you get older, you could lose Brad. You could. He could still run off with another man. That's You've true. Got, That's he's true. a much younger man, and he has needs as well. You don't know what could happen. But don't I know the think, core feeling between us. Right, but Brad? Don't you th- <laughs> yeah, but yeah. do you think, you know, we are turning him too much into a personal assistant as opposed to a husband? I do worry about this for you, too. You Have do. You given... Yeah, does, do, Brad, do we make that impression? Well, Brad, am is, I out of line here? Yeah. No, but when I told Mehmet and Derek that candid quote that you just played on the air, Thank you. I yeah. actually didn't, uh, I've never discussed that with George. And so I guess it was kind I of see. like a pent up moment of, of, I shouldn't have said it out loud, but I did. Well, you well, were talking to the Howard Stern uh, staff. Yeah. <laughs> you know there's nothing private if you say anything but to I, anyone. With- I'm glad Brad brought it up, and I'll tell you why. Because I had a thought. I was thinking of Brad. Because I feel people do not pay enough attention to what Brad is saying. <laughs> That's he's, true. He's, he, it's the truth. He mm-hmm. is screaming, look, I don't want to be a butler. I want to be a husband. I was thinking... Maybe at this point, George, you've got plenty of money. Why not hire a personal assistant so Brad can be the husband and then Brad can go running and Brad can 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 devote time to his own body and be there for maybe oh. blow blow jobs on Wednesday instead of just Sunday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, you know, he's he's worn out from from being an assistant. Am I right? Is Brad? that true? That's a great idea, because like our apartment in New York we, you know, I wanted to get a housekeeper, but George prefers that I clean the apartment because I do a better job. <laughs> right. I will do it then. That's a perfect example. That's my contribution to our team. He never cleans. Team Takei. What about a young, muscular, energetic assistant? Oh, my. Oh, he's been, be? th- he's been talking about that. He, he's already got a name for a muscular, young assistant named yes. en- Enrique. Enrique. Yes. <laughs> Why not hire an Enrique? I'm talking about a young, muscular. I mean, it would be 
Marvelous. Because, you know, every Saturday morning at 5 a.m., I get up while George is sleeping, and I go down to the laundry room in our apartment building, and I do our laundry when it's not busy. And by the time George wakes up about 8 a.m., his laundry's all folded and nicely cleaned, and he doesn't yeah. even appreciate it. I does do, he ever too. Say to you, does he ever say to you, Brad, darling, my love, uh, what you have done for me today is the greatest act of love for you to do my laundry. Does he ever say that? He is saying he does. Well, Brad, you're, you're nodding no. I think I do remember him saying that once or twice. I once or twice. Yeah. I appreciate you. Well, you've been married for 30, what, 14 well, years, 14, 14 years, years. 14 together years over, in September. over 30 years. And in two times in 30 years, he said, thank you, my darling. <laughs> uh, what, a, what a track record. Howard, you're I terrible. Mean. You're making me feel like I'm, I'm a slave driver and totally well, I'm without any love for my husband. George, you are a great star. You are a celebrity. <laughs> the world worships you. But sometimes you can forget that this is the man in your life and that you cannot be the star at home. You've got to be 50-50. I know this. I have some fame, too. You know, Yes, I, yes. I'm talking to you man to man. I think you. it's time to get Brad out of the cooking, cleaning, made He service. doesn't cook. He, he doesn't, doesn't cook. <laughs> I oh, do. He, I he do. does he windows, do but he doesn't cook. Why, <laughs> why, does, why does George... Ramen. Right. So why does George think you don't cook when you say you do? Because I microwave things and I do ramen with broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> yes, but he eats it and uh, yeah. someone's... Yes, I am, you know... Somebody but has I'm to do thinking, the microwave. Wouldn't it be wonderful... If you get a young a Zac Efron looking type guy vacuuming <laughs> your apartment, you know, and <laughs> I think it would be wonderful. And, well, thank and you for that advice, Howard. I will take it to heart. Uh, but uh, I am not the kind of uh, husband that you are characterizing me as. It, it is untrue. I'm a loving. Okay. Fair enough. And Fair I enough. make my contribution to our partnership. All right, fair enough. Excuse me for one minute. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It is Fun George Takei who wants to say something about Brad. Go ahead, Fun George. I treat Brad like gold. Brad! Brad, get me my dry oatmeal. Brad, hot cow pronto. Brad, get the fuck in here. <laughs> but you love, you absolutely adore uh, Brad, don't you fun, George? I love Brad. Where's my butt pillow? No. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, fun, George. Uh, very lovely. Bring me my binky. <laughs> okay. By the way, I noticed at the Japan parade, Robin, you're talking, but you got to put your mic up. I don't hear you. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know how to put my mic up. I don't okay. control it. Oh, I noticed. <laughs> See, you know, Howard, Brad, you've got like, to you learn to share yeah. with Robin. You can't yes. be the whole star. Robin you know, really has her own following. What George does, because he's being maligned here. What does George do as in this partnership? You're asking me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, well, I I provide... And I love 
And right. You do. You do. You do. I'm telling you, you're a good but man. But no chores. I, not, you don't no, pick no, up no. any of the chores. No, he's, he's the eye candy, if you, uh, <laughs> if you understand. Um, so, so, George, uh, the other thing I wanted to say to you is I saw your appearance on The View. It was a great honor to, to see you on The View. I think you're one of the best guests. And you were so... You see, this is my problem with The View. You were so honest. They asked you about the Japan parade, and you started talking about uh, being a gay man, and you knew you were young, you were a gay man, and you talked about your friend's uh, butt crack that you could see, and you bent over to play marbles. And I thought, this is the greatest television. Oh, here is a gay man talking about when he discovered he was gay. And they shut you up. They shut you right down. They didn't want to hear the story. Were you offended by this on The View? No, because I was a guest, and they're the boss, and we had a... Actually, we didn't have a conversation. I thought that's, that's what it was going to be, a, a conversation, right. a give and take. But they all shut up, and they just grinned at me, and I feel a void. There was a void, so I kept on talking and talking, and, and I was running out of things to talk about, so I introduced... Uh, my childhood, uh, when I was uh, discovering that I was different in ways other than just I my Japanese it. face. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, but here, let's revisit it. This is uh, George Takei on The View sharing intimate thoughts. When I turned 9 and 10 and 11, I sensed that I was different from the others. Bobby Corell had the sweetest smile <laughs> or Richard Montana uh, was very athletic <laughs> and, and his mother didn't uh, buy new clothes for him <laughs> I, I, I grew up in East LA uh, all Mexican American barrio and when uh, Richard Montana hunkered down to play marbles his tight t-shirt went up and his tight pant jeans crept down and I saw a little bit of the small of his back. Okay. It was very exciting. So I grew up knowing I was different. Right, right. And See, they I thought that was my difference from other people. I wanted to be normal. <laughs> you know, I love that story, but you could see that uh, Joy got very uptight, uh, right? Uh, she, right, right. Did it yes. offend you, George, that she cut you off like that? Uh, Brad, you were upset. You had a very public fight with George, which we have on tape. Oh, um, that's right. You guys fought over it, didn't you? Uh, he, Brett? he was there to support the Japan parade. He was invited by the government of Japan, the consul yes. general ambassador of New York. And so he starts talking about butt cracks, yes. <laughs> butt cleavage. Yeah. And, and Brad, so you tried to say to George, you said, George, for God's sake, you're there representing the Japan parade. And you're talking about Richard Montana's ass crack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 and, and George, you didn't want to hear about it. That's right. I, wh what did you get? I, I don't recall uh, having a, uh, a, a 
difference of opinion. With you me. felt Brad, uh, Brad spoke about it a little too loud in public. You, uh, you did, what did you say? We were on the sidewalk, and I was shouting at you right in front of our apartment building, and I was oh, yelling that. at George. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See how he forgets. See, that, that's the nice thing about George's aging process. Art. He forgets these intense moments of our relationship. You know, that was just a, a dig that you just heard from him. My right? aging process. Yes, he's, yes, yes. He's uh, calling my age to task for my uh, thoughtlessness or my occasional. I'm an uh, imperfect human being. Well, here is the argument on the street, and it was very fierce. Let's revisit it. This is George and Brad arguing about the Japan Day Parade and the view and everything. We else. had a fight yesterday. Yeah, tell me. We about rarely that. fight, but. We had a fight because he criticized me. He criticized the fact that I made a speech on The View. Well, part of it is I just know George when he does a subpar performance. I know Not he, I subpar. They didn't participate. They yeah. just sat there, smiled, and listened. I was refusing to talk to George all the way in our car, <laughs> car back to our apartment. It was festering, festering, building, building. And then when we got out of the car on the public, Public street with all of the dense traffic, he starts criticizing me. At, at least not not out in the public here when everybody can hear us, see us. Right. Wow. What a powerful uh, exchange between you two. Have you two considered going into couples therapy? So you can... That's what we're doing right now. You're not kidding. This is it. What about it? But, Brad, how loving of you to say, George, you know, you're the only one who can get away with it. George is a superstar, and the only one who can talk reasonably to him is you. You know, you said to him, listen, George, it was not up to your usual performance you can't talk about ass crack when you're on the view when you're supposed to be talking about the japan parade you're the only one who can say it to him isn't that correct this is the reality when george did allegiance on broadway it was 148 yes. performances i was in the audience 148 times i always gave him a critique after the show so now what you're saying is in this situation i give him a critique but he doesn't listen to me howard he doesn't like it he yeah. wants you only to say positive things, like yeah. Donald Trump. He only wants to hear <laughs> praise. How dare you compare me to that? I I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> Donald Trump and me. That, well, that there's is a little outrageous. similarity. There's a little similarity between no, the two of you. No, there is not. Yes, there if is. I hate to say it. Between there is a similarity. That's right. I am George. not the kind of narcissist. I am an intelligent man who knows. I know myself. I George, accept would you, my would fallibility. You, would you prefer that Brad be a yes man uh, no. in the relationship? No, you I know. like his critiques, if if he wants to call it that. I like his opinions. I but like it was harsh. He did say to you the view was subpar. That is a little hard for a performer to hear. That is well, a little not, hard. It was not my par. I was I, a little I below that. I have to disagree with uh, Brad. I, I believe that that appearance was truthful. It was, um, it was, it, it was certainly interesting. I liked hearing about Richard Montana's ass crack and I thought it was fabulous. I but did. He I, was I, cute. But how yes, was a, it was. It was a lousy plug for the Japan parade. That's all I'm well, that's true, but, uh, <laughs> Well, let me tell you something and why I asked you guys to come here today, because I do love the both of you. And uh, George is such an outspoken, 
dare I say, stable genius like uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> George, let me let me explain to you uh, or explain to the audience what you did here. We gave George a bunch of photographs, and these photographs are of different gentlemen. And Brad, we had asked you to leave the room so George could feel unencumbered by his husband being there, so he could talk freely. And we gave him pictures of 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 these men, men, hunky men, men from his generation. And we wanted him to evaluate these men, to look at them, and and uh, and and here, in fact, was the prep, so everyone can hear. This was us telling George what we needed him to do, and he did have a few caveats. So here now, you go. You're asking me. To uh, judge a book by its cover, just <laughs> by their surface appearance, just, without knowing their personalities, right? Their uh, intellectual capacity, their Strictly sense of humor. Yeah, like for example, you you might see a man say, "Wow, I have the feeling that he would be great at oral." Dallas. Like in the Rambles. <laughs> like in the, exactly, exactly. Just the surface. Right. But Brad was also kind enough to not be in the room today, so that you can feel that you can you can let your juices flow. Yeah. <laughs> so when you use this, I hope that you will include my caveats here. Yes, and we will. Uh, this is strictly George looking at pictures of men and evaluating. I'm going to play you his evaluations. What we didn't tell George, and this is what you need to know, George and Brad. What we didn't tell George, in honor of Father's Day, these are pictures of our staff's fathers. Oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wow. Mm. I wonder I how the tell you, dad's fared. Oh, my God. Well, I got to tell you, my dad is included in this. Oh, one. my Lord. Yeah. And I have to tell you, George, I, I almost bowed out of this because, you know, my father and I have had our differences. And I don't know that, what a fan he is of mine. But, you know, he was a good man. He worked very of hard. And, yeah. But, oh, you're so mean. I, I just said, I mean, Oh, was you're so mean to you keep me in mean. ignorance. I thought you asked me to judge a book by its cover. <laughs> don't you know? Appearance. That's it. Don't you know we always have some other agenda? What's the matter with you by now? I am so much here too it innocent. It is time for George Takei to rate the Staff Dad's theme song. Is rating Staff Dad's. <laughs> Did they make his cock happy or sad? And when he's done, which dad will George want to bone? Oh my, oh my. You've got a beautiful body, beautiful cock. You're a gorgeous man. All right, it's time for George to rate the staff dads. We wanted to see how our fathers would do, so we gave pictures to George. Yeah. Robin and you guys all have packages in front of you. You can open it now. It's a binder with the picture of staff fathers. Uh, George was looking at these pictures. The first father um, is, um, well, I'm going to play you. Um, this happens to be our wonderful, kind producer, Jason Kaplan's nice father. Lovely man. Uh, no longer with us. George, shame on you. Um, beloved, yeah, beloved, <laughs> beloved, beloved. You loved your father, right? Right, oh Jason. Oh my God, I love my father so much. I spent a lot of yesterday missing him and thinking oh. uh, wonderful thoughts about I him. I love you, and you're his well, son. George but they didn't tell me that. George, you didn't tell George, me that. George, here you are. Here you are. We showed you a picture of Jason's dad, and here is what your evaluation was. Listen, this carefully. is well. Listen carefully. Well. He is fat, to be blunt. 
<laughs> Anyone that's that slovenly is an absolute turnoff. I, I mean, I, in a bookstore, I came across a book and that was on the cover. I would put it right down there and move on. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, I would give him a minus one. He oh, is a man. negative one. <laughs> negative one. Oh, wow. Negative one. Jason, Th that is that unfair. <laughs> that is cruel. Yeah, well, Jason. Cool. Jason, how did that... with his son right in front of me. Uh, uh, Jason, how did that I'm make you sorry. feel? I mean, your father was such a lovely man, the, the salt of the earth. Uh, it was such a cruel evaluation, a negative one. I not said even... I'm not judging the character or the soul of the man. He's smiling. He's He looks like a jolly man. He looks like a warm, loving George, George, he would be, he would, um, he would be rolling over in his grave right now. But he's too slovenly. He's too fat. This is vicious. This is vicious. Cool. Vicious. So let's just say the first ad did not do well. Unfuckable. Unfuckable. All right, there we go. All right, here we go. All right, George, here is our second dad. You can look at the picture, and I'll tell you whose dad that is. That is our own Wolfie. Wolfie. That is Wolfie's dad. Let's see what um, George had to say about Wolfie's dad. Is your dad uh, still with us, Wolfie? No, he is deceased. He, you loved him very much? Very much. Yep. Very this much. is going to be All rough. Right. <laughs> Let's see what George has to say. He's only being honest. Here we go. Well, he's he's fleshy. Lots of flesh. <laughs> he's got tits, breast, rather than chest. He's very hippie. He hasn't taken care of himself. He's let, let himself go to pot. Look at the look at the tits on him. He's getting the be beginning of a roll around the waistline. That bushy mustache is not an attractive thing on him if i happen to walk into a room and see this picture uh, of a guy in his underwear i would uh, close the door and walk away oh wow. uh, i wow. would put him pretty much around uh, <laughs> two a two. Oh, Wolfie, your dad is a two. A two. Oh. At least he's a two. He's not a negative. How, so, uh, how can I talk about his tits when his back is to the you, camera? You, you, uh, because you tell you, us. No, you can see side boob. You can see side no, boob. No, I can't. I, I see it. Well, you were the one who said he had tits. That was really mean, George. It's Jeez. a different picture. It's a different no, picture. George, when we did it as well, I zoomed in. Remember, do you recall? I was zooming in on all the body parts for you. Now oh. you're looking at a, at a at a picture on a page. That's right. I see no tits uh, on this on, on this photo. Um, uh oh, it's fun, yeah, George. What it. do you want, fun, George? Do you want to rate the staff dads? Well, I'd like to say about Wolfie's dad, I don't like tits on a woman, and I abhor tits on a man. <laughs> well, I give him a two. As in two huge man tits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Wolfie's dad, according to George, is unfuckable dad. Unfuckable Wolfie, dad. It's it's not your dad's photo I was talking about. Yes, it is. This, I saw the uh, tip. This is, is this your father? Yeah. Yes, yes, that's the one. Yeah, it that's is. Him. Well, yeah. do you see a tit? Uh, yes, a tit. I do. I, do I see his tit. 
I see his side, Ted. Where? You saw him. You kind of see it. I don't see well, it. Well, that's, uh, that's what you said. That was deceptive imagine. to show me that photo <laughs> and ask me to judge him. That was deceptive. And George, <laughs> time to move on to the next step. Let's say I don't think anybody did very well. I don't know. Uh, oh. Our third dad, believe it or not, and this is horrible for me to say, I was almost going to pull this. It's my dad. And, you know, my dad has been struggling. George, my dad has been struggling terribly uh, with his health. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, yes. Oh, I'm so upset about it now. Uh, for Father's Day, here is George evaluating my father. Uh, a very bland, bald <laughs> And uh, uninteresting. <laughs> what he has is minimal, and uh, I, there's nothing to interest me in him at all. He's um, baffled. He doesn't, he, he's confused, and probably that's the way he approaches life. He's ov obviously a, smo uh, a pipe smoker. I wouldn't want his mouth around my genitals. <laughs> uh, no, I, I wouldn't even consider uh, exploring further. If I ever walked into a room and saw him naked, I'd make a U-turn and yes. slap mm -hmm. the door. Just On a head. scale of 1 to 10, 10 yes. being best, I would place him uh, at, to be kind, 2. A two, a two. This is dishonest. George. Was, I, I was presented these photos to appraise yeah. them in terms of their sex appeal. That's right. Not, that's right. You did I nothing wrong. I was not wrong. given the full information. Of course not. <laughs> it would be the middle-aged men who are the, who, who are the parents. Well, George, George, I guess uh, my dad. This was not explained to me. This was no. a dishonest <laughs> test. Yes. yes. I George, uh, the sad thing is my dad is the hot one in our family. Yeah, oh, I've heard you talking about your father. Mm, yes, you yes, have not no. been a good son the way you talk no, about your father. I, no, I have not. No, I'm not. Gross dad. So, my Stop dad is gross. George. No, he oh, is not dude. gross. At least he's slim. This is slim. Right. And George, and I got to be honest. George, George, yes. I have to tell you something. First of all, these guys pulled a picture of my father. Now, if I had shown you my father when he was in the military, I think he would have gotten at least a four because he that had would, hair. Would have been a more truthful way yes. of testing uh, the sexuality, the sexual attractiveness of the parent, middle-aged parents of George, let me your ask you mature this. staff. Do, George, do you feel bad? Are you feeling bad about uh, talking about the staff's fathers like I this? feel abused, used, and humiliated. And by the way, now it would be the fathers. And now it would be, and now it would be a good time. It would be a good time to let you know that Brad was in on the bed. He's known for weeks that you were valuable. <laughs> he kept it a secret. He kept it a secret. All right. Our fourth dad is Sal's dad. Sal's dad, who is uh, very macho, as you know. He looks and, like uh, Sal. Mm, he does look like Sal. Yeah. Let's see how he did in uh, in George's, when George didn't know it was Sal's dad. First of all, he's got a cigarette in his mouth. I hate the smell and certainly the taste of uh, a smoker. Um He's dressed um, carelessly. He um, looks unbathed. I say, I don't trust you. 
He's uh, <laughs> suspicious and distant. He's a turnover. I would rank him from uh, one to ten, a uh, a sagging three, close to two. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> unfuckable. <laughs> That's the uh, term. Wow. Unfuckable. <laughs> unfuckable. And that was the basis on which I was to I judge understood. these photos. <laughs> I was not well, told you the made whole clear, story. You made it clear. I, I, you, I put a you caveat made it very clear. You, you made it very clear that Sal's dad was unfuckable. <laughs> you you so sweet we get it. We get it. Well, I'll have you know but in defense. it's a good thing that your fathers are unfuckable. Huh? <laughs> Well, I will say, Look what South... th these fathers produced. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, George. You know what it is. Oh. Myself included. All these guys are so hot. I can't believe we have unattractive dads. <laughs> it's just a, well, look how much we've overcome. It's not like we hit the genetic lottery. But um, let me say something here. I mean, listen. In Sal's father's defense, he has fucked a lot of women in his life. <laughs> Sal has all kinds of yeah. illegitimate brothers and sisters that he yes. is just learning about. So your father did very well with what little he had. Is that correct? Very, very true. I mean, yesterday was Father's Day. I mean, we pretty much rented out the Knights of Columbus for all the kids there. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Sal, George... Sal, you are blessed to have a father that was... That produced you. You are right. a nice guy. You are a decent guy. Yes, you are a troubled guy. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it up nice, George, please. And I would never George, George, you're an George, guy. I wanna, George, I want to release your guilt here. You do not have to apologize. You did right. not know that was the staff's father. I did not. This is, you did not. Now, let's go to fun, George. Do you feel that Sal's father is uh, not attractive as well? Oh, my goodness. I feel bamboozled after all this. I am a disgraced Grand Marshal. Get me my lawyer and the blueberries. <laughs> Thank you, fun George. Now, I will have you know that when George, it, and this is so interesting about this bit, you know, the best-looking guy in our staff, most of us are pretty ugly, but Will is always pointed out as a good-looking man. And sure enough, here is Will's father sitting in a car, and George was oh. delighted, delighted. Oh. With the oh. uh, here is George salivating over young Will's father. He looks like he might be a runner. He's got tight muscles, a little too bushy um, beard. I don't like all that bushiness. But the face is interesting, interesting eyes. The lips look full, but it's surrounded by all that beard. I would consider him uh, beyond this picture. I would turn the cover and start reading and feeling. <laughs> I'd like to peel him as well as I hope it's reciprocated. Um, Brad and I call it wrestling. He'd be worth uh, a few tumbles. And uh, then, working up some sweat, I'd rub my Lips over each tit, and with my tongue peel the nubs, work my way down the stomach muscles, further down, and tease around there, and let the uh, energy of the body build the co construction <laughs> until it's an edifice, and then 
get a little taste, just a teasing taste, and then get serious. I would give him an eight, yes. You sound like you're back on the view. <laughs> Will? Will, how would you feel with a new stepfather? <laughs> like a nibble on his, his breasts. Uh, George, now, th this wow. was an honest appraisal based yes. on the, the <laughs> parameters of the, of the uh, game that I was playing. Uh, but don't you think, George, it's interesting sure. that the, the son is good looking? You know, it's it's what we're given for genetic material. You know, I'm never going to be a beauty. I, I look at my two parents <laughs> and I go, look, it ain't going to happen for me. No, but, uh, you, it's your father yeah. looks like he's an, uh, a smart, savvy yeah. businessman. <laughs> uh, let's go back to the tape, George. <laughs> Probably successful. Well, no, we have you on tape. We have you on tape. That's not it's how you late, felt. Buddy. It's too late. Um, all right, so well, Will's... Well, Will's father won this guy. Well, not yes. yet. Still more, you don't know yet. More fathers, he, there's yeah. more of dads out oh, there. Oh, there's we more have... fathers? <laughs> yes. But, but Robin, you're right. Uh, George was very taken with young Will's dad. George wants to blow your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how uh, it felt to to get that kind of acclaim. Um, well, well like, it produced Will. I mean, Will, how do you feel when you hear? Do you proud that George is attracted? To, you know, George is a superstar and he's attracted to your father. How did you feel? I, I wasn't surprised. I thought he would be uh, George's type. You know, he's a pretty muscular dude. He loves to run around right. half naked all the time. You know. Still in great shape. The he's man not is still half, in great shape. Uh, he, he's got he's got his trunks on. He's not that, naked. Uh, that's that's a lot of clothes for my father. But yes. <laughs> uh, Will, Will, do you have any nudes of your father? We can because George, George. Came all over the picture. We <laughs> <laughs> could probably make that happen. Yeah. Right, right, right. Some tissues. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, get George some tissues immediately. He's coming. Ow. A blanket. <laughs> um, let me. Uh, uh, fun George, you like uh, Will's dad? I love him. <laughs> uh, well, you know, good. before right. when I was saying this was dishonest, I. I would have appreciated if we had more photos of Will's father. Mm. Right. I can get you, you some. Do you have any more um, yeah. exclusive pictures? <laughs> Whatever you need, George. Well, I'd let love me see. to I'd... lick his bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two dads left. I don't know if you want to hear them or not. I'm sure that George has uh, heard enough. But, uh, Robin, I do have Richard Christie's dad, who surprisingly looks exactly like Richard. He's in a military wow. uniform. I don't remember what uh, George had to say. I'm well, so fond he, of... He was uh, taken with the uniform. Let's hear. Well, I am very fond of Richard's father, who fought in wars for this country and is a wonderfully warm-hearted man. I and he looks imagine. like Richard. I see well, let's, family yes. resemblance. Well, let's go to the tape and see what you said. He's got his clothes on. That's unfair. Uh, he's all clothed and military and frowning probably a pessimist he's not that, that particularly attractive and he doesn't Ooh. look uh, inviting the whole oh. thing is a turn off Ooh. he's a oh. complete turn off i'd rather jack off than it wouldn't even be sex i mean it, it'd be difficult for me to get get anything up for him <laughs> on a scale of one to ten i'd say he's a four Oh. oh. Can we go back to Will's dad? 
A four. I mean, I mean, uh, how do you feel, Richard? It's horrible. Your father's the kindest man I've ever heard. I apologize. I'm so sorry. I, it was not the, the, the rules of you the game. You didn't know, George. You didn't know. You didn't know. But but, but how do you? I feel, think you're Richard? sexy. Richard, thank you. <laughs> I've danced naked for you, George. I've seen uh, you naked. Yeah. Uh, Richard, uh, it, uh, Richard, it must be it must have been horribly hard for you to hear. I know it was hard when I heard about you my love dad. Your I, dad. Yeah. yeah, you love your I dad. I do. Yeah. I love my dad so much. We talked for a long time yesterday for Father's Day. But you know what? After hearing other dads being reviewed, a four is pretty good. For <laughs> yes, <George>. it is. <laughs> I'll take it. Well, as you know, uh, our final dad and and. And yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Richard, your dad is Better. gross dad. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, uh, we've come to the end. The only one left is uh, Mike Perlman, who some consider the best looking guy in our staff. Mike is muscular. He's everything that George would want. Uh, he, you've, you, George has looked you over in the studio. Is that right, Mike? <laughs> I don't think George ever looked me over, no. <laughs> no? Well, uh, I think he or his type, uh, quite frankly, and your dad, I am assuming, will, I'm guessing, will pass George's evaluation because I'm looking at a picture of him. But let's see. Let's see how your dad did, Mike. Are you ready for this? Are you braced for this? Do you love your dad? I love him. I'm ready. You're, you're ready. Hold okay, on. Okay, here we go. Hold on go. to your chair. <laughs> let's see what he said. He's got a nice smile, and the face looks uh, well-shaped and formed. Um a light mus mustache, lush hairs, hair on his chest. Mm -hmm. He looks fairly trim. I'd turn the page and start reading the first page, and I probably would continue reading. Yeah, he's worth looking into. <laughs> I'd like to feel the whole face, and then I'd uh, roam over his face, and then neck. And then chest, <laughs> my hands would be roaming all over his body. And uh, if there's similar reciprocation, I'd get even more uh, strongly involved. I'd hug him and wrap my legs around him and get much more muscular. On a scale of one to ten, he would be a nine. I'd wow. love to be all over wow. him. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, let's just say... George wants to fuck your dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was not the rules of the game. <laughs> well, uh, what a sexy evaluation of Mike Perlman's dad. Mike, how exciting. You know George could be your stepfather. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's, you know, it's... Um, I don't know how to feel about that, but I guess on a strictly competitive level, I guess it's a win right there. It's a yeah, win. I, no, I didn't think anybody was going to do better than Will's dad. Yeah. Your well, dad came in first. Your dad you beat You do Will's have a dad. good looking dad. Let Thank me you. tell you. Thank you very yeah, much. Well, uh, <laughs> you're blessed. What we've learned today on this Father's Day special that uh, George has been such a wonderful judge. He reminds me of uh, Simon Cowell on America's Got Talent. He can be bitterly mean. Bitterly mean. But what we learned is, I think we learned, number one, Brad, that George wants a threesome with Will and his dad. <laughs> but you know, Howard, your staff, they are handsome men. Absolutely. Well, no matter what, they really are.
Thank you, Brad. Brad, 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 uh, a lot of the fathers did not do well. George can be brutal about looks, as we know. He, you've been the victim of some of his uh, barbs, and you know, <laughs> it's hard to take, isn't it? Sometimes when he's really viciously going after people, as he's known to do, is not that right, viciously. Brad? I love vicious, Brad. Vicious, he's yes. a good soul. He, he keeps me chuckling, and sometimes yeah. I'll outright. Following and he makes me happy. Yeah, but you well, know that's good. This is one example when George did the reviews of these pictures. He never told me what he said in that room, and yes. this is why I have to monitor him twenty four seven because he's a loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I have the ultimate question. You talked about on the View, George, this wonderful young man when you were growing up, uh, Richard Montana. Uh, would you rather fuck Richard Montana or Mike Perlman's father? But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, George, I'm thinking you can't uh, win at uh, at this game. <laughs> you know, uh, but let me tell Both. you something. <laughs> but fun, George. Did you have a good time evaluating all the dads? I did, and and going back to uh, uh, Mike Perlman's dad. Speaking of books. I have a big bookmark. <laughs> that book would be sopping wet. I would drill a hole through that book. <laughs> Chapter well, one, my boner. <laughs> we have a wonderful surprise for, um, for George. Uh, for, in honor of this bit and you being such a good sport, uh, Mike, uh, Mike's dad and Will's dad are here to blow you now. If, uh, <laughs> if Brad will give uh, permission, uh, you say it's all right. For today, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> How exciting is that? Public humiliation you know, like this. Degradation. <laughs> you know, George, I think about you as a free spirit. And I think about you and your lovely relationship with Brad. And I go, thank God. Thank God many years ago you decided to come out of the closet because you are free to voice your opinions. You are free to be who you are. And I celebrate that today. That's to what I say. I'm love. free to a fault. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> you are free. And, you and, are free. And not want to fuck whoever you don't want. <laughs> and Brad, I want to compliment you on allowing George to be free to, to comment on these men. You could have been jealous and said, you know what? I don't want my man looking at pictures of other men. And you were so gracious to help us. With well, that. he's it's like he's talking about fucking in the family. You know, right. Which is that's right. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> One way to look at it. Yes. And what a wonderful tribute. To fathers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Where you all you are blessed with wonderful fathers. Good looking. Some sexy. Some of the fathers got some love. Yes, some of them. Two. Two and to be exact. I apologize for those uh, fathers that I talked about in uh, such a, uh, uh, un unattractive way. Uh, well, it was fortunately. Not Fortunately, my, for my example, my father is so out of it, I don't think he even knows who anyone is anyway. How so old is your good. father? My father is turning next month 99 years wow. old. Bravo. That's if fantastic. You can imagine. Well, go visit, him and, go visit him and then evaluate how fantastic it is. Well, uh, um, my grandmother a, lived yes. to 104. 
Isn't that something? And she had her sense of humor all the way. I mean, she was chuckling and chortling at everything that we did. Uh, Can I say something? With you doing 100 push-ups a day and all the exercise regimen and walking, I have to think you might outlive even her. You might live to 110, I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing. Do you, do, you, do you ever do the math? Do you ever sit there and go, I'm 85? Knock on wood. Well, yeah. Do you, do you ever say, oh, geez, I only have maybe seven good summers left? Or mm-hmm. do you ever do that kind of math, George? How do you work your mind? I, uh, well, to... I'm conscious of the years that, uh, that pass. And when I'm reading, uh, I read obituaries now. And when I uh, uh, read about someone who uh, died at uh, 95, you know, I, I say, oh, well, that's 10 years more than what I can look forward to now. Or when I hear uh, read of uh, somebody passing at uh, 71, I said, oh, my Lord, I have uh, 15 years, uh, 14 years more than him. So I don't you find. Yes. And don't you find the passage of time is going so quickly now? The days are just coming too rapidly. The older you get. Warp speed. Warp speed. (laughs) Very fast. Here you are. I mean, uh, uh, we said we'd uh, come back to do, uh, do your show. Uh, it was what, what two weeks ago and here it is two weeks here it is just two like weeks. that you know the two weeks went like two weeks it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> no i yeah. mean that was yesterday it's and so here we true are. and 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 the and the time is just flying by and are you afraid are you scared i'm scared are you scared it's precious. You know, I wake up in the morning, I look out the window, and I see the sun coming up, and I, I say, it's going to be a wonderful day. Every day is a gift. And that's why my grandmother loved celebrating birthdays. She said so many uh, women uh, friends of hers uh, lie about their birthdays. I don't. I am uh, grateful for every birthday. But then when... Uh, the years started to pass. She started lying about her birthday. Mm-hmm. We had uh, a hundred year uh, birthday party for her, and she was telling her friends she was a hundred and one year old. Oh, she was going <laughs> up. <laughs> yes, she was going the op- lying in the opposite direction. And we said, Bachan, Bachan is grandma in Japanese. Bachan, you're not a hundred and one. You're one hundred. And we showed her like this. And she said, No, I count Japanese way. <laughs> but when she turned 101, she started telling her friends she is 103. And I said, Bacham, that's not even the Japanese way. And she said, no, it's my way. You she- know what, George? I'll tell you about the passage of time. People always say to me, gee, you know, I hear George on your show all the time. How old a man is he? And I always go 80. So this morning when John Hine told me you were 85, I went, oh, shit. I'm still thinking five years ago, I didn't mm-hmm. even realize that you were up to 85. It's just uh, crazy. We're on the uh, same assembly line, going at the same pace. I just have a head start on you. George, <laughs> George um, you are so wise. After all, you were in the original Star Trek. Who would be wiser than that? Um, is there an afterlife, or, uh, or are you just going to go in the ground or be, be cremated and be gone? What is going to happen to your soul? Well, I'm a Buddhist. Right. And in Buddhism, we uh, talk about uh, rebirth, but Buddhism sees it on a much, much 
more cosmic scale. I'm am I po- going to be around or am I going to be completely gone? You That's will all be I around, but l- I will be. Listen, listen to me. I yeah. had scallops for dinner last night. <laughs> am I coming back as a scallop? <laughs> I'm part of that scallop now. Right, right, right. It's part of me. When right. I when I pass and you mean you make a duty and the scallop comes out? Yes. Yes. And <laughs> that's part of the, uh, uh, but it's there. There are other parts of the scallop in me, and <laughs> I uh, I might have uh, a um, vegetarian di- dish tonight, and I'm part of that vegetable, and it's all this recycling That's of the it? atoms and more. <laughs> my, well, Am no, I wait, coming wait, back or wait. not? You got to let me what the hell is this? When I pass, you're, you're depressing me. You're and, pooping some of yourself out. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that, isn't that so? And when I die and I'm buried, uh, the, the tree roots will come down and ah. suck me up and I become part of that tree. And will you have consciousness? And a will bird, you have consciousness? Bird, will uh, you? No. 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 Because I, I, I have no consciousness of what I was before. I'm not the same me that I was last week. I'm so in other words, changing. Changing. you're gone. You're gone. Well, you're I'm, gone. No, no. I'm one with a larger whole. I'm still around, but in different combinations. Speaking well, here's the holes. bad news. Oh, yes. Yeah. What about holes? When I eat ass, I am part of that ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. The hole. The I'm hole. part of that hole. <laughs> Maybe without the W, H-O-L-E. But, and some, but also, well, I'm part of the W-H-O-L-E. Here is the bad news. Um, I didn't want to tell you this. We're going to bury you next to Jason's father for eternity. <laughs> you said is a negative one. But, uh, who is going part to be? Of him. Who is going to be at this point, George? Who will be the last remaining Star Trek member alive? In other words, will you outlive them all? Shatner is in his nineties. He's ninety-one. He's ninety-one. Uh, you are 85. I don't I'm know the who youngest else. of the uh, surviving Star Trek cast. Now, who else is left? Is there anyone? Michelle that, is left. Mich- she's, okay. she's uh, I think, like 89. Okay. And uh, Walter, and Walter's a year older than me, so he's Walter 86. Koenig? Yes. Walter? 86. So, I, I mean, I only ask you this because I'm in, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm betting, uh, you know, I got a lot of money running oh, on this. You, you feel, <laughs> yeah, you feel confident that you will be the last standing member of the Star Trek. Is that correct? There's no confidence. I'm part of the whole and yes. changing and rechanging and rebirthing all the way every day. I, I'm uh, reborn today, today as that scallop I had last night. <laughs> yes. By the way, you keep mentioning this scallop. Uh, uh, fun, fun, George, what did you eat last night and what are you part of? Blueberries, blueberries, blueberries. <laughs> I, <am. laughs> I had blueberries this blueberries. morning, too. Yes. You, yes. you had blueberries, too? Uh, uh, fun, George, real George had uh, blueberries. I had blueberries and ass. <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, Fun George, are you married to Brad as well? Uh, do you have a Brad in your life? 
Of course. And, uh, you know, I have uh, uh, sometimes with my blueberries, I'll have guacamole. <laughs> and, uh, what a uh, combo. If, yes. And if I eat uh, too much of that, I just wash it down with some agua. <laughs> agua, agua, por favor. Agua, agua. 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 Oh, wow. No G. G I is had silent. a blueberry in my mouth there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, George, do you assume command of the Enterprise if Shatner dies, <laughs> let's say, next? Would you actually be the person next in command? I believe I was, you would. I was the captain of the Excelsior. Right. So I'm... If uh, Bill remains captain of the uh, Enterprise, I'm his equal because all the Starfleet starships are equal and captains are equal. Have you ever considered the killing you would make at conventions if Shatner dies? You will be (laughs) the main attraction. Have you done the math on this? Because your price will go through the fucking roof and you know it and I know it and Brad especially knows it. Brad, isn't that true to an extent? Because uh, Shatner's still around at these conventions, wouldn't George's price go up? Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to think think like that. <laughs> well, why? I mean, we have to think about that. We have to think about that. Who? Uh oh! I bet you I know uh, this. Uh oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't plan this. It's William Shatner. Hi, Mr. Shatner. <laughs> Georgie, listen, buddy, you you're going to be sleeping with the scallops. <laughs> you I think saw gonna- that. Uh, I saw that Japan parade, and I haven't stopped laughing since seeing you on that golf cart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true. George did end up on a golf cart, but that was a big uh, uh, mishap. But uh, you're right. So, So you think you'll outlive George? Absolutely. You know, I watched the parade from space. Have you been to space, George? <laughs> Bill Pull said it. he he looked out the window when we when he reached uh, the, uh, uh, that that uh, borderline uh, with outer space and uh, inner space, and he said he saw death. That's what he said. It's amazing you know so much about me, but you can't remember uh, two days ago when they were recording you, and you don't even remember what you said. Look at this guy. He's obsessed with me. You're obsessed. Uh, You love me. Well, you know, I mean, uh, by the way, listen, you two have been at each other's. Yeah, let's say. No, I have not. Come on. To tell, uh, I tell the truth. I'm a truth teller, and I cause it as I seize it, or as it happened. And Bill has a fantastical life. He yeah. sees other things. Yeah, and, and a and hot by- body, by the way, much hotter than that uh, that Mike Perlman dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say something to you, uh, Mr. Shatner. I would think it would be go a long way with George and Brad if you would. St- Perform one of your songs. <laughs> in their Which honor. song would you like? Um, give us a piece of uh, maybe Mr. Tambourine. What's your favorite song? Uh, My George? favorite song is called the Wan Wan song. Here we go. <laughs> the what? The Wan Wan. The Japanese uh, nursery. Oh, Wan Wan. The Wan Wan. Chi. Chi no Wan Wan. 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 Wow. Wanta. Nakeba. 
Okinawa. <laughs> I have chills. I have chills. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is so kind of you to do a Japanese song you know, in honor. The Japanese, <laughs> Japanese dogs don't go uh, bark, bark. Well, uh, or, or, uh, however, dogs woof, woof. Um, go in the, the U.S. They 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 bark bark bow wow bow wow. In Japan, uh, dogs go one one, and he, um, this a fake uh, Bill Shatner must have heard me <laughs> tell the story about uh, my mother singing to me when I was Freak. a kid. Uh, oh yeah, we all we all heard it. It was uh, Don't worry, I got tape of you every which way. <laughs> the the real question is, George. The real question is, and I want to know the truthful answer. Will you and Brad attend Bill's funeral if he should go before you? I I would because unlike Bill I've attended the funerals of my colleagues. Excuse uh, me, I, I I was busy working. What are you yes. talking about? Yes, uh, Leonard you, you... knew I was working. He gave me a pass. And and uh, well, I must say I was working uh, when uh, uh, Leonard uh, passed as well. I was on the west uh, east coast, and so I I did not go to his, his funeral. But I right. went to Gene Roddenberry's funeral. Bill did not. I went to Major <laughs> Barrett's, uh, um, uh, uh, Gene's wife's uh, funeral. He he was not. I I went to uh, uh, DeForest uh, Kelly. DeForest Kelly's uh, uh, funeral. I went to Jimmy Doohan's uh, uh, funeral. Uh, Bill Be careful, Mr. Howard. Uh, He's about to bore me to death. <laughs> well, you, you were never there. You were, Bill well, was never at you any. can You can attack George all you want, but George was at these funerals, and you were not. Well, am I invited to your funeral, Georgie? Because you didn't invite me to your wedding. No, <laughs> you know you are delusional. We we did send you that invitation, <laughs> that same old tired song. And you were why invited. did you complain? I never got it. How I never did got you it. complain? <laughs> why did you complain a month after the wedding occurred? If you wanted to come, you. why didn't you complain Did you send publicly? it to my address in outer space? <laughs> uh, Bill, you claim you did not get a wedding invitation to Brad and George's wedding. Is that correct? Yeah, sticking set to, my yeah. phasers to bullshit because it was, was not lost in the mail. It was never sent. <laughs> would uh, we would you... Well, um, uh, prove uh, that you're uh, you're Cena. <laughs> oh. oh, come on, you two, uh, George. Uh, have you ever seen Bill Shatner's dad? Was he hot? How would you evaluate him? I've never seen him. Never seen. Just him. imagine me, a slightly not as beautiful, but just slightly, just right. slightly. Would you have? Would you? Did you find him attractive at all? Uh, I'm talking physically, Shatner. Shatner George, answer. Did, no, no, I'm you. asking you, George. Oh, did you? I've find, never. Yeah. Uh, ne you know you I've never, you know never you even. No, I mean, did you, ever, did you ever? Did you ever find Bill uh, attractive when you were on set? When you uh, were working with him as well? Unlike before he this ever game, stole a line. Unlike yes. this game, <laughs> right? Uh, I did not have uh, that, the, those criteria uh, given to me. That I, 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 I would. would uh, let me ask you this: Do you remember walking on the set for the first time and meeting the captain? And then, like, you know, you didn't know he was going to yeah, be a dick or any of cast that. cast meeting, yeah. Right, yeah. The first cast meeting, did you say to yourself, hmm, now there's a man. Or were you just not attracted to him? I'd seen Bill 
much before that. Uh, I saw a play here in New York uh, titled, uh, it starred Julie... Newmar. Julie Andrews? No. Newmar? Julie Newmar? No. Uh, a very good actress. Uh, Christie? Julie? No, no. A theater actress. Uh, Nobody cares. And uh, Walter, <laughs> Walter Matthau. You don't even was, remember, do you? Right, Mal, right. Uh, Walter Matthau was also in it. And Bill, you appeared in a small role uh, in that. And I remembered seeing your name on the program. And then subsequently, I saw you in uh, the movie version of uh, 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 the um, Trials of... Uh, Charles, what was it? Nuremberg. Judgment at Nuremberg. And I thought you were a good actor. I was. Well, what did you think of him? Well, what uh, did you think of him physically? Were you attracted? I thought he was an attractive, uh, good actor. Yeah, I see. Not I a see. sexy one, but an attractive one. You have it on tape now. There we go. Yes. And <laughs> I and then I my, I met you on the set, and uh, you were reveling in. Uh, on that uh, bridge set, there in the center seat, and of course, naturally, the fo uh, focus was on you, and you were just eating up all the attention. I you thought, would have eaten me up like a scallop. And I thought this guy enjoys being the center of attention, but that was a turn off. There was no no sexual uh, uh, feeling Chemistry. that was aroused. All right, you that's what I was a, after. You wanted to you wanted to touch my luscious hair, didn't you? You want to put your fingers in my head. I saw that bulge in your pants. There was a reason why you're hidden behind the comms. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, the play you're referring about, by the way, is a shot in the dark with Julie. Shot Harris. in the dark. That's a shot in the dark. Julie, with Julie. Julie Harris. Harris. Julie Harris. Yeah. Julie, Julie Harris. <laughs> well, we had some fun today. Let me thank. First of all, thank you, Mr. <laughs> thank you, Bill Shatner, for coming uh, in and saying hello. Oh, I'm going back to outer space. <laughs> would you, Bill? Bill, if you, if if George should die before you, would you be willing to speak at his funeral? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. uh, uh, let me I want to thank all the uh, dads out there, who the ones who are not so good looking and the ones who are. You know, I mean, yes, bravo, bravo. bravo. What a thank great you for that. Yes, they were very most brave important. to go up against. <laughs> yes. George. I think I, I think George would agree that ugly people matter too. That, uh, they should have, they have, they're entitled they do to matter. They, do matter. they produce wonderful children. That's right. That's right. Who what they may staffers of the howard stern show <laughs> yes well what we, we take... learned here today howard is that if you aren't one of those beautiful men you'd better develop some other skills <laughs> right. as far as george is don't concerned I, don't i know don't i know well brad and george we love when you're here you know that we love um, you right back <laughs> and uh, and I want to thank uh, first of all uh, uh, George's personal assistant. I mean husband Brad uh, and George and Brad. I wish you to live long and prosper and enjoy one another. I believe you guys have a fabulous marriage. And um, thank you for joining us. I'll give you the Vulcan symbol for live long and prosper. Thank you. My, there they are, all my, two, my two favorite people. There they go. Red, call our Uber pronto. <laughs> Live long and prosper to Will Shat Bill Shatner. Right, and uh, there it is. He says it to everyone, but would he say it to Bill? How much fun George was that? George K is rating stepdads. <laughs> Did they make his cock?
Capio said And when he's done Which dad will George want to bone? Oh, we got the answer to that. You've got a beautiful body, beautiful cock. You're a gorgeous man. You're the see, see how much better my lead is? Uh, most musicians would agree with me, I believe. Oh. Musicians like William Shatner would agree with me, I'm sure. Oh, okay, now I agree with you. Bill, do you agree with me? <laughs> always. I, I always yeah. agree. Yeah, you don't like harmonica either, yeah. do you? I hate harmonica. It interrupts the singing. Right. <laughs> and when you did uh, Mr. Tambourine Man, you didn't use harmonica. Why? Why would I why would I even think of that? It's stupid. It's it's right. the worst. Right. Uh, but by the way, thank you for talking to George. That was really fucking great. I'm, well, I the check him. you sent will make up for it, so don't worry about it. <laughs> all right. Well, and, and thank you for that. That's all I'm saying, okay? You already won me over. Oh. You're going to do some Alanis Morissette. All right. Here you go. I think we're getting a song. I had no choice but to hear you. You stated your case time and again. <laughs> I thought about right. it. You treat me like I'm a princess. Yeah. I'm not That's used fun. to liking that. This is better than Alanis Morissette. And, and there's no harmonica. It's perfect. Right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love your interpretation. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. All right. You're welcome. There he is. You're yeah, very, 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 very welcome. Thank you, Bill. All right. Yes, uh, Gary. In, yeah, uh, hey, Georgia. Now, um, hey, now. Yeah, hey, hey, now. You're, um, you're missing out on Stevie Wonder. He no. plays the harmonica like nobody's business. Uh, Stevie Ty, Wonder. Uh, he said no to Stevie Wonder, too. Stevie Wonder is one of the most brilliant musicians in the world, probably one of the best voices in the world. I mean, no one is more gifted than Stevie Wonder, but uh, even, and he plays harmonica fabulously, but it isn't, it's an annoying sound, the harmonica. Listen to Fingertips. It should oh never be, right. I, I've, I own the album, Fingertips, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> and uh, it's a brilliant masterpiece, but he could have, if you took the harmonica out of the whole fucking thing, I'd oh, be Oh, no, there'd man. be no song. What are you talking no, about? No, you could do replicate that with a lot of different instruments. <laughs> Come on, Robin, you know that. All right, remember, I was a judge on America's Got Talent. You have <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm going up against the real judge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, my opinion counts. Um, thank you, Gary. Uh, thank you. I did not forget about Stevie Wonder. Robin had reminded me of that. Um, let me just tell you, um, you know... Uh, well, forget about it. I'm not going to say anything more about harmonica, but if your kid is playing it, take it away from him. <laughs> I want to give a warning to Tradio. You know, uh, we we do phony phone calls all the time to Tradio. We love listening to it. We love calling in and busting balls. Tradio is a type of radio that uh, I don't know where they get this. I don't know what radio station it's on, but it's where people can buy and sell different items. But Sal and Richard listen to it religiously. And the guy comes on. Whenever this guy comes on, the announcer, and says, you cannot do something, be forewarned. Richard and Sal will do it. They have rules on Tradio. One time I remember on Tradio, they said, do not call in selling any poultry because there is a poultry disease going around. Do not. And they called in every time about poultry. <laughs> And this time on Tradio, 
some guy named Woody called in to sell an item, but he would only accept phone calls and not text messages. And as soon as Richard and Sal hear you can't have text messages, that's it. It's over. It's going to ruin the whole show. That's all I'm advising. No, don't make any rules because Richard and Sal will break them. Here is Richard and Sal as they go berserk because no one is allowed to text. Radio is now on the air. Good morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Good morning and welcome to Tradio. I'm having some difficulties. <clears throat> Let's go to the phones. Let me get my voice straightened out. Woody's online. Good morning, Woody. I got a Lastron boat, 17 foot. I got a couple of Honda Gold Wings I'll need to get rid of. If you want to ask me about it, call me. I don't text and I don't send pictures, so I ain't got time to stop and be texting. I understand. Okay, Woody, I appreciate you. I've got Rusty on the line. Good morning, Rusty. You're on Tradio. Your last caller, Woody. I texted him about his boat, but okay. he didn't text me back, and I don't understand. You're going to need to call Woody, okay? Paul. Yeah. Ah, I don't have time to be talking on the phone. Jesus. Um, hmm. If he's listening, then he knows what to do. Okay, hold on. Woody, are you back with me from Tradio? I do appreciate him contacting me. Don't text me. You call me, I'll answer the phone. Woody, I appreciate you, bud. <laughs> Fred, good morning. You're on Tradio. Hello. Yeah, listen, Woody won't text me back about the Honda Goldwing. Okay, That's Woody, if you're listening to the show, call into the show. Fred would like to talk to How you. How is Woody calling into the show going to help? Uh, you can't have us on at the same time. Well, I... I <clears throat> I tell you what, how about I text you with my questions for Woody, don't and then when he gets on the air, you can ask him. Don't text. Well, why not? Your text number is on your website. Because I've been waiting on a phone call to come in. I tell you what, I'm going to send you a text right now. Hey, Siri, send a text to Tradio Host. What would you like to say okay. to Tradio Host? When Woody calls in, Wait. tell him to text Fred back, God damn it! Oh, Message sent to Tradio get, Host. Okay. Wait, I'm trying to do something on my phone. Why won't that go away? I have no idea what to do. Woody, good morning. You're on Tradio. I do not text, so don't text me. Call me. And again, I do not text. All right. To the multitudes of texters that for some reason don't understand, Woody doesn't text. But we have a new rule here on Tradium. If you can't text, if you can't answer a text, can't answer a phone call, can't make any considerations for you on Tradium. New rule on Tradium. <clears throat> You're wow. my last call on Tradium. Siri, text Tradio host. It's Fred again. Sir? You won't answer my Wait. text. So you just broke your Sir. own rule, you waterhead. Message sent to Tradio Host. Damn it. Uh, man. There you go. That's Tradio. Wow. Those guys will make you mental. So, you know, use your head. Hysterical. Yeah, that's great. Those guys New have rule. put... They've put in their... He goes, New rule. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Richard
Richard and Sal got Tradio to change their rules. Good show. <laughs> They've put in their 10,000 hours harassing people, so don't fuck with them. I was thinking maybe that Tradio theme song would be better served with harmonica. Maybe that's an exception. <laughs> There's a place for harmonica. Our old friend Tan Mom is on the phone, says she's sitting by the pool right now in Florida. Isn't that a nice image of sexy Tan Mom, probably half nude, flat out on her back with those nice full titties out? Are you topless, Tan Mom, by the pool? Actually, I am. Um, It's it's so beautiful out, and it's all screened in, and you can't see neighbors or anything in my house, and uh, it's just a gorgeous, beautiful day. If you keep talking like that, I'm sure my pal Sal will be beating off. He is in love with you. So you are in your backyard. You have a pool. You're you're in a private home, or do you live in a condo community? Oh no, it's private. My own home. Your own home. So you're in your backyard. Let me get the picture of Tan Mom, a beautiful Tan Mom, laying there in the sun, tanning, fully nude by the pool. Are Am you I nude? Correct? No, no, no. I have my bottom on. <laughs> oh. Uh, but I huh? imagine your your beautiful top, your beautiful, uh, I, I'm picturing beautiful mahogany titties, color of mahogany from the tan. <laughs> I was going to say, what color is she at this point? Yeah, what color are you this morning? That's a good question, Robin. Titties. I'm, I'm mild. I'm mildly tan. <laughs> <laughs> Titties. Have you pulled back on the tanning since your controversy? Are you someone oh, yeah. who, oh, you have. And, oh, and, yes. And, I, I, I like my skin better on my face. I, I was too blotchy, and it's mm, all, like, clear now. And it looks, I great? look so much better. I look so, 100% better than I used to look. So are you laying by the pool fully nude but with a hat on? Is that the picture? Not fully nude. You have your bottoms on. And I yeah. know with you, you have a beautiful vagina, so there's no side meat hanging out of your bikini, <laughs> right? <laughs> You've seen it, yes. Um, yeah, you've got no, a gorgeous I have a vagina. Sun hat on. You have a sun hat on <laughs> it says, with do just not disturb on it. <laughs> and your bottoms? Do you have the type of bottom that uh, the string goes up your ass, where you know it's like almost like a piece of dental floss, so we can see your full cheeks? Yeah, it's a it's a thong. Oh, it's really wow. really pretty. <laughs> wow! What makes this thong so pretty? What is so great about it? Um, it's all handmade. It's all sewn. It's Indian, and uh, it's just gorgeous. I mean, it's like a cloth. And, so if uh, I was there, I, just, I I would see you laying there, and occasionally you'd flip over, and I'd see your full ass cheeks with the thong. Yeah. Am I correct? Wow, wow, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. And the reason I called because um, it's three, what is better. Let me ask you this. Let me let me ask you a couple of questions about this thong before you give us your news. Oh, okay. Do you ever, have you ever had a problem? Let's say you go out, you know, you're outside, you realize you have to make duty, you go inside, you make duty, you put your thong back on. Later on, you come back in the room to shower or whatever. Has there ever been brown on the, the strap that goes up your ass? No, no. I'm a very really? clean person. <laughs> How are you yeah. so clean back there? In other words, you've made duty and not showered afterwards. So how do you know everything is wipes. out of there? Oh, you I have, have wipes. wipes. In my bathroom. You have baby, yeah. You have baby wipes? Baby wipes. Just in case. Right. You, you have to be very careful when you're wearing a thong. <laughs> Absolutely you do. Isn't that a great piece of news? And for all the women out there, lovely women like Robin and others, 
You got to have baby wipes if you're going to wear it. Yeah, you, that's what we've learned today. To make that's right. sure you have baby wipes. <laughs> you know what I'm imagining? Return your thong to its previous position. You know what I'm thinking about, Robin, as we talk to Tan Mom and celebrate Tan Mom? And and I'm what? always curious, what's better, a, a natural tan or the tan booth tan? Sometimes... Yeah, what does she like better? What looks better? Um, I'm into the sun now. Just laying out for a little while, like I totally tan down. And um, I, I just have a, a really nice glow, you know, instead of being so dark. You know, do you put I on, look at... Do you put on sunscreen? It doesn't happen, no. Doesn't happen. Because whenever I've run into you, you've been a, a, the color of uh, deep mahogany. And I'm wondering what this new glow looks like. I bet you it's yeah. very attractive. Well, I, I sent a picture, a video to Lamette and of me to you for you. I will you look at it. it. No, I did not, but I'm going to look at it. And you know what else I'm imagining as you describe this sexy Indian made thong? I'm thinking about a young Indian gentleman or woman toiling away in a sweatshop making tan Usually mom's a child. thong. No. A child <laughs> making tan mom's thong and working and working and working. On our phone is a fan of tan mom. It is Sean Connery who wanted to say a quick hello to tan mom. Yes, Mr. Connery. Used to play James Bond, by the way. Yes, yeah. Bob. James Bond. I'm very turned on by this tan mother. I bet, I bet you're a good shake, tan mother. She's a wonderful shag, uh, which is a British term, Mr. Connery. Right, Tan Mom? You would be wonderful in bed with the right man. Beyond great. Beyond great. Tan Mom, describe to Mr. Connery, who is available himself for dating, what what it would be like to be in bed with you. Go ahead, if you could. Um, Absolutely amazing. I'm... Um, oh. gosh, there's no words to describe how great I would be in bed when oh. I really like somebody. Right. Which is, uh, you know, a tan mother, I dated a young Raquel Welsh, but she's got nothing on you. <laughs> You're damn right. Tan mom has got it all. Tan mom, uh, he's a flirt, but, uh, what is your status now? I know, uh, you're single, but are, do you're you have widowed, a boyfriend? Actually. You're a widow, no, the widow no. tan mom. No. No, I told the Matt you have to get a dating show going um, just to get somebody. I, it, it's, I, I haven't met anyone that's decent. And, With your uh, beautiful glow, your body, you're laying there almost nude. You mean to tell me when is the last time you uh, enjoyed sexual uh, behavior? Thank you. Over eight years. Wow. What? Yeah. Nothing. Eight years. Nothing. Good look. What a waste. Yeah. What a waste. And I'm like. No, I'm. I just. I'm waiting for somebody that's really special. Um, I'm. I'm. I don't know. And no one's coming around. It's just like. Do you like a big penis? Do you like a big penis on a man, or are you like some women who say, you know what, big isn't necessarily better? No, I like a tall guy, and that's like sexy with um, a tight chest. I like tall men. And you're describing me, but I'm off the market. I know you're I'm, off the market. <laughs> I'm tall. I don't necessarily have a big penis, you're and I'm gorgeous. fun to be with. Yes, absolutely. Well, <laughs> everyone knows that. All right, Tan Mom has an announcement to make, evidently. she uh, She's calling in. Her titties are no longer mahogany. They just have a golden glow. We're all imagining it. And uh, here's her announcement. Go ahead, Tan Mom. Oh, I just wanted to say that I'm enjoying life to the fullest because three years ago, 
almost to the day that I was in a coma for 15 days and right. I'm alive and I'm living life. I'm running, I'm playing tennis, I'm in the pool, I'm doing laps. And I, they predicted me to be dead. And then um, I actually talked to you guys after, when I, after the coma in the hospital and, I, and Howard, you had asked me, um, did I see anything or whatever? And I made a joke out of it because I was still on anesthesia for, and they wouldn't feed me any, anything or give me water even. They gave me like intravenous and I was in such a fog and I said, oh, I was shopping in the mall. But to be quite frank with you, what really happened was um, I saw the other side and the other side is really creepy that tr- kept trying to grab me. And um, mm. I, I went, I went, followed the other, the other part of life. Uh, they took me in and protected me. It was a very scary experience. What Tam Mom is saying, uh, yes, she's just made interpret. The, yes, she's <laughs> just made the revelation that she was uh, technically dead. She went to the other side. And uh, despite what you may have heard from other people, the other side's a fucking bummer. And <laughs> yeah. uh, they tried to pull her in. She escaped. Thank God. Because, you yeah. know, I love this woman and she escaped the other side. Uh, and did you see the devil or did you see God? What did you see? I saw I saw two people and they yes. kept trying to take me while well, I saw my kids. I was in, everyone kept taking shifts, but I saw my two kids and I saw these two people and they kept trying to take me. That's the devil. And then on the other side is heaven. And while I'm well, laying there, I kept, I kept reaching my arm out because I was incubated to my kids. And I'm like, get these people away from me. Like I was right. trying to, t- you know, it was such a trip. Wow. And, well, um, what a Tam mom is saying is she was in the struggle for her life. She was battling demons from the other side, and it what saved like her she was going to be dragged into hell. Uh, that's right. What? That's right. That's exactly right, Robin. You that, got Robin. it. What? She got it. Don't worry about it. I'm... <laughs> oh, okay. What about the people in the people that you saw in heaven? Are they pale or are they tan? Is everyone tan in heaven? No, they're no. Um, they're all no, they're all normal. I just. Everybody hmm. is very quiet. It's peaceful, and um, it's like a whole different world. It's like well, what a what, what Tam Mom is saying, Robin is she almost died. She almost went to the other side, but it's been three years since she's been back with us, and she describes a life of tennis, swimming, laying in the sun in her thong. Living and I know life what to you're the thinking fullest is what she called it. Yeah. Living life to the fullest. And I know yeah. what you're thinking. How the fuck is she making a living? I right. don't know. Uh, <laughs> Tam, mom, how is all, why am I still working and yet you are having all this fun? Uh, you're you're living the, the the blessed life that Ralph lives. It sounds to me like you're home all day. It's it's fantastic. How are you pulling this all off? Um, I just have a lot of. I had a lot of saved up money, and um, I, my family. You know, my mom. I just have a lot of inheritance. And, Thank um, God. Yes. Yeah, so you're able to live a free, lovely life. What a, yes. Now that is heaven for me. Uh, excuse me for one second, Tam. Mom, I'll come right back to you. There's okay. someone at my door. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is Bigfoot. What do you want to say, Bigfoot? <coughs> hey, I give her do her real good. It is. You want Tam, Mom? Yeah, I like this lady. Hey, Tam, Mom, oh. you ever fuck a wild mammal? It is. <laughs> 
Sam Mon, you like I think tall it, guys. He said she likes the tall guy it is. Well, I'm yeah. six foot eight. We're yep. nine and a half inch talking. Yeah, he's no, got a I'm nine and a half. Why? He's got a nine and a half he's inch. Nine and a half inch here, yeah. Hey, Tam, I'm, I'll fuck you right back into a coma. It is. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'll, right, lay well, this pipe, I'll lay this pipe right down your throat. I'll intubate you with my cock. Well, no, all right. Thank you, Tam. Tam, um, what an exciting... We celebrate you being back with us from almost a near death three years ago. I, I have to when, point out one other thing Yes, about yeah. the story, Howard. It sounds like yeah. heaven was boring. Yes, it is. It no, is it's a beautiful thing. We didn't elaborate for a second. Um, it, it, it's just a bunch of... It's like um, there's no clouds. It, it's like bright. And um, there's a lot of clouds, and it's peaceful. There's like a an aura, and then you go to the other side where it was people pulling and dragging. I can't tell you how nightmare. good, I how glad I am to hear this because uh, you know some people say that might be a childish view of what heaven is, but Tam Mom, being the mature, lovely lady that she is, I'll take her word for it that uh, heaven and hell exist. She's seen it for yeah. herself. She knows what's down there, and she knows what's up there. <laughs> and as you heard her say, there are no clouds and a lot of clouds. So you figure it out. <laughs> or get in touch with Tam Mom. She'll tell you, right? Uh, or Sal. Uh, or Sal. He knows, too. Well, Tam Mom, uh, thank God you're with us. That's all I care about. And uh, thank, thank you for you. calling. All yes, right. congratulations okay. on I the third year anniversary. Everyone yeah. loves the anniversary of Tan Mom. Everyone okay. loves Tan Mom. Who's golden skin and sexy blonde hairdo makes all the boys feel lighter than air? Thank you. Who's falling down and flashing her side meat? Everyone knows it's Tan Mom. I would knock you out. Who's lashing out and asking where Sal Right, and I will. A um, couple of things I wanted to mention. I'm watching on TV, but again, it's a, a weekly series. you got to wait a week for it to come out. I'm very impatient now that streaming has occurred, but I'm hanging in there. It's good. Uh, shout out to Jeff Bridges. Oh, you're watching The Old Man? The Old Man. The Old Man is a old motherfucker who used to be like CIA, FBI type, and uh, he can still beat the shit out of everyone but jeff bridges is so good and you know what i'm looking at the credits and warren littlefield do you remember that name sure warren littlefield. okay he used to be the guy who the, picked the programs warren littlefield is the executive producer of the show i'm watching the old man and <laughs> the reason i was so shocked is that most of these executives the guys who as you say nbc he was in charge of the whole thing when they leave they try to start production companies and put out TV shows, and they're never successful. But he's successful, evidently. Warren this is Littlefield. one of the few that actually puts out programs that you know get traction. So he he put uh, the an end to that long stretch of guys getting production companies and never producing anything. Here's what here's the description of the show: former CIA officer who's living off the grid finds himself on the run from people who want to kill him. And it's good. Jeff Bridges is so good. 
but I tell you, I you know, I'm always looking for a good show to watch. And uh, I start watching. I go, good. Now I have my show. I'll have 10 episodes, blah, 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 blah. I go, I go to hit the next episode. There's no next episode. I got to uh-huh. wait you, a week. You were there the first week, and so you only yeah. got the one no! episode, right? Yeah, I got all it's fucking pissed off. It's on Paramount Plus. The other thing I was watching is there's a Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. I'm not a big Beach Boys guy. I never was a fan, but Brian Wilson is a, you know, certifiable genius when it comes to music and arranging music. You know, the Beach Boys, they um, they didn't have the benefit of a George Martin like the Beatles did. A guy who did the producing and the arranging. Uh, Brian Wilson did all of that himself. All that layering and all that kind of shit mm-hmm. they did. So, uh, you know, it, it was a good documentary. I recommend it. But uh, they were talking on this thing about the his affliction. You know, he went he went berserk. He had mental problems. He even moved a psychiatrist in with him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it didn't work out so good. But his, they were describing he hears voices in his head that are constantly fucking with him. And telling him negative shit about him. Excuse me. I just vomited. Mm. Negative stuff about himself. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I have that in my head too. Your Everybody mom. does. Yeah. But he, but he really like, like, he it, believes it's like, that it's somebody yeah. besides him. Yeah. Yeah. Really fucked him up. Really fucked him up. I felt bad. I for love, him, but. The, you know, I watch practically everything Brian Wilson. I've watched several documentaries about him. It's really, yeah. he's had an, He's he's an interesting case for sure, and he's yeah. had an interesting life. Yeah, the, it was on uh, PBS, I guess, and it was really good because they drove around in a car with him and played him a bunch of Beach Boys tunes. Sometimes he gets so emotional he can't even listen to them. And, yeah, and some dude interviewed. And he him had some dad, you know, Father's Day. Yeah. Oh, his father was fucking nuts. But yeah. anyway, it's a good documentary. Then. Couple of things I got. First of all, I got to tell you, our staff here at the uh, Howard Stern channels, Bravo! They put out a Stern show storytellers on the Beatles. What it is? It's all clips from our show. Yay! Ringo, Paul, Billy Joe talking about the Beatles. All things Beatles, and then different artists performing Beatles songs. It's like a twenty-minute program. You want to have some fun on the app, which is free with your subscription. Go to Stern Show Storytellers. The first one's up there. It's called the uh, Beatles. That's it. Yeah, they're having some see. anniversary of something Beatles, and I can't remember what it was now. Well, I know Paul. I heard Paul turned what? Paul turned eighty. Maybe that was what it was. That he he just hit his eightieth birthday. And he had this big concert, right, over at the Meadowlands, I think, with Bruce Springsteen and John Bon Jovi joining him on stage. That was the final show here in the U.S. leg of his current tour. I got invited to that, but uh, I, uh, I couldn't go because I'm still too afraid of COVID. I know. I'm the last one. Uh, yeah, so that's a new video series on the SXM app, Stern Show Storytellers. And it's a it's a really good twenty minute piece, real deep dive into our archives on one topic, the Beatles, Paul, Ringo. Um it's just fun to watch. So and then uh, you know, Elton John, Billy Corgan, James Taylor, they're all part of it. Check it out if you're a Beatles fan, even if you're not. We always try to present your stuff on that app, get you using that thing. Because uh it's a lot of fun. And you can listen to our show on demand. 
we're working on a schedule now. Stern Show Storytellers will be four, four times a year, and we're currently working on a, a David Letterman one and a Saturday Night mm-hmm. Live one because we've had so much discussion about Letterman. Speaking of Letterman, I'm sitting and watching. Now, I just realized I've watched this one interview he did at least 15 times, and I'm not exaggerating. It's when David Letterman had his talk show, and he's interviewing Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro at the same time. And it is the greatest interview I've ever seen. And it's not yeah. that, yeah, it's not that you learn so much about them. It is just one of the fun. David Letterman is at his, uh, one of his funniest moments. He's just so funny with those two guys. And I keep, every time it comes up on my feed, I watch it on my YouTube feed. I, I, I cannot resist it. It is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. You know how De Niro is famous for not answering? And yes. At one point, uh, he asked Bob a question. Bob never even looks at Letterman. He has his head turned away from him the whole time. It's crazy. And Dustin Hoffman's like answering the whole time for Bob De Niro. And finally, Letterman asks him something. And Robert De Niro's not answering him. And, uh, he goes, uh, well, uh, I, Bob, I know you're, uh, busy. You got a car waiting for you outside. And- <laughs> And you got to go. I mean, it is just so funny. And it is so funny. At one point, Dustin Hoffman goes, well, that's why this guy's been doing this for 28 years. And it's the truth. It really points out how good that guy was at his job, David Letterman. Uh, I've just never seen anything funnier than that. It is one of the... You got to Google it, Robin. David Letterman with Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman. And tell me if if I'm crazy or not. I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I know Some there was those someone else who came out, came here once, and he didn't say this on the air, but he had just worked with Robert De Niro. They had done a movie together, and now they had to go out and promote the movie. He goes, this is going to be hard work, promoting something <laughs> yeah. with Robert De Niro. It's oh, I bet. like the yeah. worst thing, worst assignment you can get. It led to one of the funniest things, because Dustin Hoffman had to answer everything. And it just got, it got it's so funny. And Letterman was just at his quickest, and he just dealt with it so well. I've just never seen anybody handle a TV interview better than than that, than uh, what David Letterman was doing. And, um, geez, it's a classic. It's a classic. I was thinking, there's so many things that, you know, I used to watch when I was a kid a cartoon called Mr. Magoo. And I realize I have, I don't know if they still show that cartoon anywhere because I think it would be considered politically incorrect because Mr. Magoo was a guy who was visually impaired. He wore glasses and the fucker still couldn't see anything. And he insisted on driving and he insisted on, (laughs) he would walk through a construction site. And for some reason, Mr. Magoo would almost get hit by a beam. He would almost get hit by a car. He would almost, you know, he, he somehow avoided everything, even with his bad vision. But I'm guessing today, everything, everyone is so offended by everything that Mr. Magoo would not be on TV because he's a blind guy. You know, he's basically legally blind. Well, I, I haven't noticed whether Mr. Magoo is around. That's, that's going to require some research. I want to know. Oh, by the way, I do want to mention a few other things. Uh, on our uh, app, again, the SiriusXM app, under our Howard Stern Show thing, a guy named Foy Vance. Foy Vance is a dude that um, uh, Ed Sheeran turned me on to. 
I said, who do you listen to? He says, you got to hear this guy, Foy Vance. Well, Foy Vance had, was on tour. And I know here in America, we don't know this guy, Foy Vance, that well. But I don't know Foy Vance that well. But I went on the app, and we got a cup. Foy Vance came to Los Angeles, went to our Los Angeles studios, and recorded some stuff, especially for our show. And holy shit, this fucking guy is so good. How this guy wasn't a bigger star? I don't get it. Go How check him he? out. Has he is he run uh, out of time to become well, a big star? He ain't like the Harry Styles age. You know, he's not a twenty year old. But the dude's got enough talent for everybody. I mean, he is just unbelievable. He's sitting there on the drums. He plays guitar, he plays drums, but he's playing the drums and he's Do you wanna be with me? Do you wanna run around this town? Do you wanna be with Sexy little groove. 48-year-old dude, but man, can this guy rock. And this guy playing guitar is so good. I don't know his name. I enjoyed the hell out of this. Love his voice, too. Reminded me some old school rock and roll, like you know, Allman Brothers. Jeez, uh, I don't know. You, you name Foy Vance. He also hosted uh, Saturday Soundtracks this past weekend on Howard 101. Um, he 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 said anyone who doesn't like James Taylor can go fuck themselves. And you want to know something? He's so right. This guy is so who right. Who doesn't on. Anyway, like James Taylor? I've never even heard anybody say that. Oh, they, like there James are people. Taylor. There are people out there. James Taylor didn't use fucking harmonica. I'll tell you that. He knew better. <laughs> uh, well, let me think about that. He never think about it. No. You can <laughs> think about damn that traffic jam. Oh, I hate to be late. Here's my body to go so slow. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Neil Young could use harmonica. I'll give him a pass. He they, Anything Neil Young does is good. Neil Young's a genius. But James Taylor is too. And Foy Vance oh, had it right. Oh, come on. The Beatles. Oh, oh, oh. Uh. That had oh, harmonica. Had yeah, all right. They they didn't need it. That song <laughs> that song would have held up without it. Uh, Foy Vance, check him out uh, on our app. You'll love it. He's um, he did a couple of tunes, and I thank him for that because he's great, great. Uh, let me tell you something. Oh, okay. I'll leave you with this, Robin. You you'll probably want to weigh in with this. Radio Hall of Fame nominees. I had to talk oh, about this. Oh, dear. Is it that time of year again? It is. Thank God Chris Mad Dog Russo is on this year's list of uh, Radio Hall of Fame nominees. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to get in. I guess no, there's a, he's still got to get voted on by somebody. Yeah, they arrange this like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They put a bunch of people's names up, and then I guess they vote to humiliate people. I mean, can you imagine? It's like you take a great artist like... uh Oh, geez, who am I thinking about? Pat Benatar, any of them. Yeah, any of them, uh, you know, or, or Moody Blues or, um, uh, geez, I'm trying to think of that uh, band, Tom, Tom, not Tom. Are you, uh, Rage Against the Machine? Rage Against the Machine, I couldn't think of the yeah. name. But fucking those guys, they get nominated and then they don't actually get the award. It's humiliating. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the Radio Hall of Fame, if you want to believe there really is one. I haven't seen it. 
Radio <laughs> Hall of Fame, they do the same thing. And I know, God bless him. I think Mad Dog's the greatest, but he is so bothered. And I guess I don't blame him. He's not in the Radio Hall of Fame, and the dude he did the radio show with, Mike Francesca, is. Yeah. Francesca, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, why would you have one without the other? But Mad Dog, like, Mad Dog's not as good as him. When Mad Dog was on my show, he was having a connection. Mike Francesca has been honored by the Radio Hall of Fame. You were 50% of that. I mean, why have you not been inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame? And do you care about it? Three years ago, it bothered the hell out of me. Did you ever contact, I don't know, even know who, no, who would be no in charge contact. of that? No, no contact. I can't, no, no contact. I mean, then, then I was afraid. I hope he wanted me to induct him if he ever gets in. I said, I'm not doing it. I told him no. If, do you remember? I have a dream that if I did get that honor and, you know, you got to have somebody do a little speech for you. That's right. You know, you know, I'm going to ask to do it, don't you? You. Now I dream that you never, ever get into the <laughs> Radio Hall of Fame. Would you do it? Would you do it uh, if I asked no. you? No. You wouldn't. <laughs> well, I was being honest. I'm not looking to go there. I didn't even go there when I was. Evidently, that would be I'm the, in the biggest radio. thing that ever happened to the Radio Hall of Fame. Are you in the Radio Hall of Fame? Yeah. You are? All right. Yeah. I was going to say, I would think you'd be in it. I'm one of the few cast members that have ever made it into the Hall of Fame. You know, usually it's just the head guy that gets recognized. But yeah, right. Mike and Mad Dog, they were both... They were talking to each other. So mean. I mean, poor Mad Dog. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, I, but I said to him off the air, I said, Mad Dog, or whatever, Chris, I call him. I go, Chris, what do you give a shit about that fucking award? You got to, you got to, you're making good money. You, you, you got your own channels on Sirius. You, you won. You won in life. I told, I, evidently, I was inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame in 2012, and I didn't attend the ceremony. And Robin was evidently inducted in 2017. She didn't attend the ceremony. If she did, I, I, I don't think I could work with her. I, what are you, crazy? <laughs> but uh, anyway, it says here, the nominees. Oh, look at this. Uh, Craig Carton and Evan Roberts. By the way, Evan Roberts was in Private Parts. Did you know that Craig Carton no, and uh, Evan Roberts? What, what, yeah. What did he, he played do? the little kid in the back of the car and um, that's right. I remember the you saying that now that he yeah. grew up to get uh, a radio gig. Yeah, he was the little kid with the red hair, and my mother turns around and says, "Listen, I'm half black and Howard's half black, and we love black people." That was that was. Uh, Evan Roberts. So now he's a big time radio guy with Craig Carton. And these guys were on the air proposing that Gary Della Bisha to. How do you say Gary's last name? Della Delabity. Gary Della Bisha be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Can you imagine? Do you think you should be in the Hall of Fame, Gary? I think the God's honest truth is, I think that. Of anyone on the show that should be in besides you two, it's Fred. Fred should be in the Hall of Fame. I think the biggest thing is, like, nobody knows how to define Fred. I was thinking about it. He's an impressionist. He's a writer. 
He's a puppeteer. He's a sound effects <laughs> genius. And every show since you started now has a Fred. And it didn't exist before it was invented by you. There guys. you go. So you're saying not you, but Fred should be in the hall. 100% thing. Fred. Fr- Fred first. Right. But then you. Fred first. Sure. After that, I'll 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 ride Fred's coattails. There's no problem. <laughs> here, here are these two guys. Fred I think Martin John Hahn should be in a rock and roll. Uh, excuse me, the Radio Hall of Fame. That's right. my that's my two cents. Fred, do you think you should be in the Radio Hall of Fame? I don't know. I think the Radio Hall of Fame is kind of like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think they're all bullshit. And I think well, being uh, I don't know. For some reason, I think being in the Radio Hall of Fame is kind of like being a gold medalist in the Special Olympics. There's really oh, <laughs> wow. not much, wow. not much fucking controversy. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. On, I, see some of, I see some of the names that are in there. I'm going, really? They're in the Radio Hall of Fame? Fame hey, for just like something. Weather, people have, weather checks people who stuff. have handicaps, Fred, uh, you know, they have, if anything, they should be gold medalists too. I mean, I don't know. You know I what? I, I, I apologize to those in the Special Olympics, but it was a cheap oh, joke you. and I had to take All it. Right. <laughs> By the way, uh, Fred and I have spoken off the air, not often, but we do. And he has said to me on numerous occasions, and I hope you don't mind me telling you this. Go ahead. That there is no way Fred feels Gary should be in the Radio Hall of Fame. Oh, <laughs> he really, I didn't know that he had yeah, such he said, he goes, strong he goes, feelings about it. It's already a joke, he said, but if the they put Gary in, it'll be, yeah, it's <laughs> be even worse. What about, Fred, what about Baba Bowie? Should he be in? Yes. Baba Bowie, well, yes, here you, go. you know. Here is Carton and Robert saying Baba Bowie should be in the Radio Hall of Fame. I would All put right. Al Dukes in the Hall of Fame. Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. There's only two producers in the history of radio, in my opinion, that belong in the Bob, Hall of Bob Fame. Bob Bowie, Gary Delabonte, and Al Dukes. Yes. I Wait, agree. is Gary in the Hall of Fame, though? we got to use a benchmark here. I don't think so. Oh, then, well, excuse me. Yeah. Well, with all due respect yeah. to Al Dukes, who I do have respect for, yeah. and I think he'd agree with this sentiment. He would agree with what I'm about I think to he say. Would too. If Bob, Bob Bowie is not in the Hall of Fame, we're not putting Al Dukes in. I mean, what are we doing? I agree. I think they're the two producers that should get in. That's fine. Yeah. But first, Baba Booey goes in. I, no, I agree. 100%. There's no discussion until Baba Booey gets into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know, even with that compliment, and, and Gary does deserve to be in the Radio Hall of Fame, in my, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but I do think Al Duke should be in before Gary. That's just my opinion. I don't know. You're I don't know, Mister Duke. Who is Al Duke? I, I, Al, I, I, Al actually, he worked with us for a, a, a short period of time at K Rock. But I think he produces the morning show at WFAN. Okay, those guys well, you were listening to are the afternoon show. I just, I just feel he should be in before you. But I, sure. I do agree. Gary should be in the Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, I and, think Fred should be in too. And I think it was really nice of uh, uh, Craig Carton and Evan Roberts to say that on the air publicly. It's one thing to think it privately, but to go on record as saying it. But even as they said it, I do have to say they they, they do seem like they're goofing on you. Yeah, they, a Bob, Bob, Bob Bowie. Bowie. He's. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we Poor were in the Gary. movie together. Like you know my name. That. I got a name. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> Bob, Bob, that big tooth jackass should be in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. You know, uh, Jimmy Kimmel called me. I called him, actually, and we were talking. And uh, he said to me, he was riding in the car, listening to the show, and he particularly enjoyed, I must have been talking about Gary, and in the eventuality, one day Gary will die, and 
I said, you're going to have Kimble, a box. Kimble. And Gary will be buried and he'll decay and only his teeth will be left in the box. And knees. And, and knees. And knees. Robin right. brought up your <laughs> knees. Determined that the knees, they're artificial too. They're titanium. They will survive. And Jimmy said to me, because we don't have a live audience, we don't know what the audience is laughing at. He said he found that particularly amusing, the image of just teeth in a coffin. <laughs> uh, he liked it. Now, here's who's nominated. Um, for the Radio Hall of Fame, Chris Mad Dog Russo, who I believe give the man his due. He's a very talented yes. guy. Then they, the next name I see here is Broadway Bill Lee from WCBS FM New York. Now, I never was able to do top 40 radio. I, I can't do it. But I've seen tape of this guy, Broadway Bill Lee. He should be in the Radio Hall of Fame. You should see this guy. WCBSFM, and uh, you know the voice, and uh, he's spinning the the records, and he's he's announcing. I mean, and he's got the little quips, you know, that they they talk, they do the talker. Broadway Billy, WCBSFM, and I mean the guy's masterful. He's using his feet, he's using his hands, he's like a fucking octopus. As he's working away, I've never seen anything like it. Now I don't know all these top forty guys. But Broadway Bill Lee should be in there. I used to play tapes of him on the air. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Broadway Bill. You got a Broadway Bill Lee tape? I don't know if you got one. As an example. Or Broadway Bill Lee. I mean, boy, does he sound like an announcer. I sound like a, 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 a guy just somehow broke into a radio station and took over the <laughs> airway. This guy. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> listen to this guy. Here he is. Broadway Bill Lee talking. <laughs> CBSFM, it's time to ease up on all that work week tension, even though it's turning into a traffic convention. Time to make that ascension. Did I mention it's Broadway Bill Lee flying into the weekend with a custom blend of songs you can sing along with? Just rocking in this, this, this studio, playing this, this, this studio. Wow. I mean, what, you know, I was a kid, I used to listen to Top 40 Radio, WABC AM, one of the greatest radio stations. I never knew what the fuck these guys are talking about, and I still don't. I have, I, I, I mean, it sounds. Definitely a FM. I can't believe our show show studio up in the Stoo Stoo Studio is crazy out there, but you know how I feel about it. Anyway, we're doing it, baby, and you know you're gonna be too. C B S F know what the fuck these guys are talking about that's why i couldn't go in top 40 radio i made too much sense i mean my god cbs fm it's broadway you got another week left to drive off in reckless abandon take a horseback trip to the bottom of the grand canyon let the pool fill and the drink spill you should see then he like he flips I, i'm telling you robin this guy he is the it should it's sheep sheep let me tell you i'm gonna it's hit that broadway po- with you i love it it's broadway <laughs> margaritaville watching the sun bake a horrible song by the way Let's just, yeah, that's but you got to live through that music. That's that's. There's right. a horrible song for you right now, just to ruin your day. It's Howard Broadway Howard. <laughs> it's, it's a horrible day here in New York, Broadway Howard, with a horrible song for your horrible day. Let's go to it. It's CBS. All right, thank you. Unbelievable. But his thing is the words. Oh, and did my God. I mention? 
Uh, traffic's oh. like a convention, and there's I'm an ascension. You know <laughs> I'm actually literally out of breath from trying to even accomplish that. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think we just want an all-expense-paid trip to someplace a little too hot. You got to throw your work on the floor, head straight for the door, and it doesn't matter if the boss is sore. You throw back your head and you roar. It's Friday. I am out of here. Broadway, pour me a beer. Are you allowed to do that? Um, if you do a talk up, can you play a sound effect into the post? Or uh, yeah, well, he's done it several times. I guess that's okay. This fucking guy's breaking all the rules, and he's getting away <laughs> with it. W C B S Yes FM, baby. You know it sounds great. Time for the day to begin dancing. Got a little ACDC for you, so you can win. Yeah. Like, if you say, yeah, does that count? If your name is Heather, you're going to love the weather. I feel light as a feather, baby. You know we're going to be rocking once I start a bop. And don't hit that snooze. Don't drink the booze. Time to get to work for you. Here's some cash-a-goo-goo. Yeah. Oh, I'm having a heart attack, Robin. This was the only job I would listen to, and I said, they should be allowed to take drugs. I know a shitload of dudes who are doing this kind of radio are totally fucking CBS high. FM, it's Broadway just doing my thing. It's turning into Pulpa Palooza next week at the Garden with all the stars they're going to bring. Gloria Estefan, Jennifer Hudson. You know how long this talk-up is? Uh, Sultans of Swing, Dire Straits? Jesus, this guy's fucking... Yeah. He's taking on a big project. Harry Connick Jr., the only ones they're missing are the Sultans of Swing. Get a shiver in the dark. I have CBS no idea. I have no idea what he's fucking saying. <laughs> That's when you know they're good. That's those are the guys. And I used to say to myself, "Yeah, you know what? You're all baby. You're not supposed to know what I'm talking." You kind of get drowned out by the music. You're kind of like, yeah. "This ain't no joke. I'm having a stroke. I think I might croak if I keep this up." When I was a kid, I thought I was like mentally deficient because I'm like, I don't know what the man on the radio is saying. Because <laughs> they had all these guys, Harry Harrison, and I didn't know what he was saying. Yeah, I thought everyone was Charles Manson and they'd gotten mad. That's why I said how, you know, when I went looking for radio jobs, there's only like 15 radio stations I could apply to because I would go to rock stations where they kind of talked normal. Right. And I said, if a bunch of my buddies I knew went into top 40 radio. And I was like, how are they doing this? I don't even understand it. I couldn't even get the records on fast enough and the jingles. and the, I, I don't know how to do that. And, and you got to force yourself to make zero sense. But it's got to <laughs> sound guy good. in Baltimore whose name was Fat Daddy. Fat Daddy and was he didn't you. Even, he didn't even try. To make sense. He talked nonsense to. up into the song. Uh, Coming at you. Googly moogly. You know, he just said Great googly moogly. <laughs> Big fat daddy with you. Time to swing the bat, baby. Pet your cat. Don't be fat unless you're a big fat daddy. Here's Memorial Out He didn't even know what record he was playing. No. He, he just didn't make yeah. any sense. There was not one real word in the whole thing. On our phone is... Um, Radio Hall of Fame nominee, Broadway Bill Lee. Hi, hi Broadway. Howard, what do you get on air? 
here, you gotta hit the post right away. Maybe wish your listener a happy birthday. But first, here's some fly by Sugar Ray W. CBS. I'll say it again. I'll say it again, Broadway Bill. You should. Oh, sorry. There, there he goes. You, you, you should be in the Radio Hall of Fame. I can't do that. You, you do it better than anybody. I mean, you're fantastic. That's why you gotta crank up the sound, pull the top down, don't pop a fuse, just shake those blues. It's time for Footloose. Tell me Remember when you, uh, remember when you said, no time to wait. Open the gate. Don't hate. It's dire straits. That was your best moment, I think. Uh, if I was uh, putting you in, I would mention that. That's what I would do. And don't forget the laser noises. Laser noises. All right. We got to go play 90 minutes of commercials in a row. But don't touch that dial. Stay around for a while. WCB. Thank you. All right. There he is, Broadway Bill Lee. He's all hopped up about his nomination. On the phone now is Robin's boyfriend, Fat Daddy. Fat Daddy, what do you want to say from Baltimore? Uh, all right, there's your boyfriend, Fat Daddy. All right, other nominees. 24 people are nominated, Robin. Only eight will be inducted. So hopefully Broadway Bill, Mad Dog Russo. Now another nominee is Carol Miller. Now I you know, she's on uh WAXQ FM in New York. But she when I was growing Carol's up she a legend. Carol was on WPLJ and she was terrific. Now, another guy nominated is Charles Laquadara in Boston. Now this yeah, guy was yeah. he owned Boston. He was the morning man. He for years when I was in college, Charles Laquadara and his morning Michigas, the the uh morning mattress, that's what it was called. And then he had a news guy. The, uh, his name was uh, something Schechter, the news dissector. I remember that. <laughs> this guy, I mean, he's got to go in. The guy's got to be an older man now. Yeah. I mean, what are you waiting for? Charles Laquadera from Boston should be in. Chris Mad Dog Russo. And then Pat St. John, another guy who was on WPL. He should be PLJ, in. There's yeah. you guys. So I support these people. Pat St. John had that big, deep voice. I was like, oh, if I could only sound like him. And then I, I saw him. He looked like a lion. He had a big mane of hair. and <laughs> He looks like a lion man. He looked half lion, half man. And he was like, hi, this is Pat St. John, WPLJFM. Here's... Oh, he was good. And I was like, oh, if I could sound like him, I would be, be so great. But I didn't sound like him, so I had to come up with a shtiklach, which uh, was a lot of work. <laughs> if I could sound like Pat St. John, all I have to say is WPLJFM. I wasn't blessed with that delivery. I said, wait a second, that's Pat You know, you, you, I had no idea what he looked like. I saw him. I think I saw him at the halls of Sirius. Never saw him before. And I said, he's half man, half lion. <laughs> he's the beast in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> he, oh, he's a good looking man. He looks like a lion, if you can well, imagine. That's a beast. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to fuck a dude who looks like a lion? <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, there you go. There's your, There's some of the people. I don't know who else is nominated, but 
I, I, I think Mad Dog, Broadway Billy, Carol Miller, Charles Laquadera, Chris Mad Dog Russo, and Pat St. John should be in. These I believe people they should need be in. to be in the Radio Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Howard, you know who's nominated? I'm Who? looking here. Uh, Steve Van Zant for his work on satellite radio and his, uh, his uh, underground garage show that he has. Well, let me say something. They will put love... him right in. You know, to, you know that. Well, let me say something. What? what, what? Have a heart. <laughs> Little Stevens had a fabulous career. He was on The Sopranos. He's in the Bruce Springsteen band. Let some of these other guys, Steven. You know what you should do? Do the Dolly Parton thing. I, I don't want it. Say you don't want it. Say you don't want it. Do me a favor, Little Steven. He listens to the show religiously. Him... He he sits there with Bruce. They they have they 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 can't get over how good this show is. But uh, <laughs> Stephen, it's an let Mad Dog Russo and these other guys. They're radio guys. They've been doing this their whole life. Yeah, you know, you know somebody I mean? who really worked hard in radio is going to be kicked yeah. off. How are they going to this list? You're on it. Steven shouldn't, full. yeah. Who else is on there? Who else? Uh, who else is on there? Joe Walsh or James Taylor or Neil Young or the Beatles? I mean, it's a radio hall of fame. Give these guys their due. What's the matter? Out of Detroit, Mojo in the morning. I don't know. Who I, don't know is, Mojo. I don't know I like Mojo. I don't know Mojo. But and anybody, then, um, anyone from Detroit's got to be good. Detroit's a tough a, radio market. And Go some ahead. guy who does gospel, Walt Baby Love is on. Walt I Baby Love, I know. Before, but I don't know why. I know, I know that name. I and know that do, name. And what about Kevin Matthews out of Chicago? Did we know who that is? That sounds familiar. Uh, I, uh, I do know that guy, Kevin Matthews. But, I, but I don't know why. I don't know his work. I just know a lot of these New York guys. But and then there's I've a woman the from. Uh, I know the name. Woman, I know the name. The woman from WFAN. She. I think she's. I think she's the first woman to do play-by-play. In a major league baseball game, and I remember because after she did it, she got death threats, which is insane. I don't Susan know Waldman, Susan yeah, Waldman from right. I don't know her. I don't she's know good. her, so I can't comment. I'm sure she's good. If she's in New York, she's got to be good. But oh, there you go. Put them all in. Put them all in at once. Put in a hundred of them. What do I give a shit? Come join me in the Radio Hall of Fame. I mean, uh, come on. Well, let let everyone more the merrier. Why? Well, who gives a shit? Ah, look who it is, Casey Kasem from Heaven. Are you in the Radio Hall of Fame? Listen, this is Casey Kasem with a long distance dedication from Heaven. You all suck. Wow, that's a bitter this rhyming man. bullshit is just to cover up inferior broadcasting voices. Oh, get out of here! I'm closing the door on you. You don't know anything. I hope he's not voting. No. All right. How much did you tell? They evidently have a ceremony for the Radio Hall of Fame. And you're, if you want, you can go to the ceremony, but you got to buy a table. Gary told me this. Uh-huh. You got to buy a table. A table of 10 people. How much do you think no, they no. charge? I, I oh. This isn't the Radio Hall of Fame. This was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh. You have, you to, have to buy to- a table at the Rock oh, and yeah. Roll Hall of Fame. You know how much, Robin? Table of $100,000. $100,000. Wow. What? They got some nerve. $100,000. So they're going to give you an award, but you're going to pay them. Wait, I know that it. some bands, like Steve Miller, complained about it bitterly. He's like, because he also want to know where the money was going. But I'm almost sure that Bon Jovi bought four or five tables for his induction. Well, I happen to be at one of them. Do you know 
How much a table is at the Radio Hall of Fame? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. <laughs> no, ten dollars. No, I don't know what a table is there. <laughs> Didn't know if that's we, how these award shows work. I thought if you're nominated, you don't pay anything. Well, if we had a table, you would have to be at the table, Robin. I would be at the table. Already, we got two seats taken up. Yeah, and then we, then we only have eight seats left. <laughs> then you got you got you got to make choices. Who do you, you have at have the table? Fred and Gary, right? All right, let me now let me let's say seats. let's say we only have one seat left. Who yeah. do you think should be at our table, Fred or Gary? For me, it's easy. Oh, it's only between the two of them. Who have, I have to say, Fred. You see, yes. but wait a second before you blow off Gary. Okay, Gary's on the air a lot. He comes in and he's got you know you know Fred gets a lot of glory because he's on the air a lot, but Gary's doing things behind the scenes. You're yes, going to discount that? Fred's been longer I, with you. I always think of those early days. All right. Well, the Fred correct answer. A hell of a lot. The correct answer is Fred. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> I, I agree, actually. All right. Let's say you're at the Radio Hall of Fame. It's our big night, Robin. Yes. And you only have one seat left. Let's uh -huh. say Gary has a seat. Fred has a seat. <clears throat> But you only have one seat left, and you got to choose between J.D. or Ronnie. Who do you Oof. choose? Jeez. J.D. or Ronnie the limo driver? I, I, I think... I think there's a clear-cut answer. J.D. What, let Robin answer. What, whoa, what is this, Robin? Say again. I think I got to say J.D. Wrong. See, I'm wrong, according to Gary. Woo. Well, <laughs> don't you think Ronnie has been with the show forever, forever? True, but he, he, you know, JD has always been a a contributor, a producer. Right? You know, he's he's brought a lot to the show in his short Ooh. time, and so, well, so so is Ronnie. I mean, come on, look, well, I'm JD. not discounting Ronnie. You, it took Why me a moment. You, uh... I paused a long time. Ronnie, I'm going to ask you. Who should be at our table? If we only got one seat left, you or JD? Me. Go ahead, why? <laughs> I, mean, I agree. You agree, JD? I, I, yeah, of course. No, what Ronnie about is... all the hard work you put in on your show? And yeah. you, you know, Ronnie I, just gets on and starts blabbing away. But what about I, you? I when you right. blab away. That's people right. Like I when blab, you blab away, but I make, <laughs> I, I make a lot of great content. Ron, Ronnie has made so does JD. Ronnie's had I much better content than me. So. What'd you I say, mean, JD? Talk about literally everything, for Christ's sake. Well, I mean, you want to you know the answer? go back to your kissy fur days, you... All right, you well, we don't need to go back to those days. <laughs> JD, I'm going to tell you right now, in terms of this show, you've talked about, you know, making these strippers put peanut butter on their pussy, <laughs> have dogs yeah, eat dog out of it. Off. You, you blew all your fucking um, um, uh, IRS uh, tax savings on strippers. <laughs> you talked about your fucking. Stripper, yes. <laughs> I mean, the time you got on the air and talked about your name, you you, you got a the badass. I mean, Jesus, you don't you can't. What create about the time you like almost that. drowned in like uh, two uh, feet of water? I, 
We don't need to go into all these things. Ronnie's the clear club. I mean, he's talked about having something up his ass, and he's talked about uh, things on his balls and this. But you called your wife. You called. You called your wife a beautiful creature. I mean, how many guys (laughs) do that on air? You really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful creature. There's a lot of stuff that JD has has brought with him. It's a tough one because Ronnie. Go ahead. Yeah, Gary. Is there is there a greater marriage proposal? In the world than Ronnie's. Yeah, I mean, come on. None. Well, he Zero. didn't make one. He, <laughs> he let me did. do it. Look in the box. <laughs> that's right. Look in the, the box. Hat. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's in the hat. You know, wait a minute. That's one demerit. JD announced his engagement on social media, yes. not yes, on his show. I did. The fault. All right. So, uh,. Robin, who did you say would be at the table? JD and Gary, I you said Ronnie. JD, but, I, and, but it was hard. I, it you was know, hard. I love Ronnie, and I think oh, Ronnie yeah. has done uh, an incredible amount for this well, show. Well, the answer, the correct answer is Ronnie. Mm. So, Thank uh, you. There you go. I would make the greatest acceptance speech. Have hey, cunts! Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, but let's just say for a second. <laughs> JD has a seat at the table. Ronnie has a seat at the table. Okay. Gary has a seat at the table. Fred has a seat at the table. Robin, you and I have a seat at the table. And then we only have room left for Richard or Sal. Oh. <laughs> Who do you choose? Can't one sit on the other's lap? <laughs> no, seriously. Who is the big... Now, now I'm going to give you some facts. All right. Richard got the job. You know, Sal got his job here coming in second place. In the I know, I know. He didn't even earn the job. No, Richard won first place. Yeah, but Sal has said so many. But Richard takes out his cock. But so does Sal. Yeah. Who deserves a seat at the table, Richard or Sal? <gasps> Robin, you first. Ah, geez, this is another one that's very difficult. You Robin, know, I got uh, waxed. I got <laughs> waxed. Look, that's you know, true. that's I, true. I, he I got thinking, like shocked and everything. Sal came on the uh, Sal came right. on the hat. Robin, let's go ahead. But you know, and he Sal, did a, an incredible job. Yeah. An incredible. But it was job. my hat, Richard. I gave Richard, my hat. That's right. Richard, Richard, give you top three reasons you should be sitting at the table and not Sal. I've Number literally. One. I've bled for the show. When I got waxed, I bled oh. everywhere. It was the Number most Number two pain. reason. Number two reason. I got my balls shocked, along with Sal. That's true, but that was a lot of pain, too. Number three reason. Uh, uh, How about all your stories? <laughs> he can't think of that. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> you blew uh, me. <laughs> oh, I let Sal lick my balls. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. He said, he said right. things with his ass. Like but Sal Jason. licked your balls. That, right, wait, that's a point on. for him. But my balls got licked. Look, right. Sal, everything you enjoy, you included it. Sal practically with your <laughs> suggestions about yourself. All right. But, so Sal, on, but Sal on his own talked about all his bastard siblings. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He talked about him. looking at his aunt jerking off. All he talked right. about well, the Howard, loads. Howard, may I? May I jump in? Give Richard. We can go ahead. Here. Go ahead, Richard, Gary. Go. <laughs> this, this, this is a compliment. Uh, but you. Richard oh, did take the schmegma uh, mustache yes. from us. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, hold one, on. Hold on. Here's one with just Richard, me. Wait. Wait. He took the schmegma mustache, but I had to grow that cheese that and create an infection. You grew it. You grew it anyway. Yeah. But it was over the course of two weeks. You can do it right now. Howard. When Sarah Silverman smelled my balls, she didn't smell right. Sal's balls. 
She smelled my balls. How about well, when I shoved my own penis? You're, you're pleading your own case. <laughs> I'm after thinking the fact. of it now. I know. How about when my I brain shoved... doesn't work that fast. Hey, stupid. How about <laughs> when I shoved my own penis up my asshole for the show? Sal, you don't even Sal. know your strengths. You don't know your Sal, strengths. Really... What who, about when who? you got caught jerking off in the office? Mention uh, that. Yes. <laughs> Game over, Robin. Get my hey, seat ready. How is this? <laughs> well, no, here. You Sorry, know, wait Gary. A minute. I can even look when Sal. Thought his penis was gone. Oh, oh. A brilliant right. performance! Brilliant, Rich Robin. When we did synchronized pissing, who couldn't perform and who that could? Is true. Who pissed Sal to the music? All right, I'm going to give you Sal's top miserable. three. You ready? Number three, Sal astral projects. Number two, Sal curls up on the couch in the fetal position because he believes Howard is retired. And number one, which no one's ever going to beat, uh, yeah. Sal's apology. apology. <laughs> Sal's apologies. Yeah. That's, that's, I, 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 I was going to say the one who came in crying. There's many, reas many reasons of Sal. I give well, my seat to you, Richard. Thanks, Well, honey. I have but, to say... What? Sal told uh, Bobby Flay, the chef, that his burgers <laughs> tasted better than pussy, and that's yes, one of my did. favorite <laughs> moments. And and just the, uh, uh, Gary hit it when he goes, "Hi, this is Sal Governor." <laughs> you know, and then go, launches into that apology. It's uh, yeah, I am not a racist. <laughs> I love all black, people, white, like, black, Italian, white, Italian Spanish, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but I'm going to say something. Pick? I'm going to wait a second okay. before Robin picks. I do want to leave you with the fact that Richard streaked in the serious oh, lobby yes. and almost got fired. Oh, almost Bravo. got fired. Yeah. Scariest yeah. day of my life. Cause I got a talking to that I'll never forget after that, <laughs> but it made Sal? laugh Howard. So it was worth it. Thank you. Sal. Richard created one. I'm going to defend Richard. He created one of the greatest Baba Booey songs of all time. The Imperial March Baba Booey. One of the That's greatest. That's true. Yeah. Well, you did all yeah, the hold on, hold on. You did yeah, all the you, horse to jackass stuff. Like, you had an old album of songs. Okay, Howard, here's a great one. Here's, remember when we all took a polygraph to see if we had something up our ass? And you said to Sal, that we, I have the results. If anybody wants to say anything now, Sal's, okay, okay. I put a water pick up my ass. I admit it. A toothbrush. Yeah. Well, how about when Sal got went to one of our guests and uh, snuck in and got a private phone number off of a release so he yeah. could call yeah. him? Yeah. 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 That was my first week. Wait, is this getting me in or getting me out now? I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I've Sal never done that. Sal Look, watch Survivor we haven't even Howard's mentioned Kakioki. Oh, another great you haven't even You haven't even mentioned the time Sal and Richard both painted their cocks like juggalos and almost got beaten up <laughs> by the insane clown posse. Scariest day uh, of my life. That was scary yeah. as hell, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that was something. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, you know what? I can't decide. Moments. It's too hard. I'll let I know. you both they sit at the table. They have to sit on each other. Oh, they'll you, take Howard. turns. Uh, every, uh, every other course, they have to change. Yeah. <laughs> How about my baking my own shit story? Does that put me in? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Go. Yeah. Well, prior yeah. to the show, though, Fred, that's a little different. We're talking or or jerking off with my roommate in the bathtub. Mm. Great oh, story. I have a good one yeah. on the show. Richard, for a, a Christmas present, jerked off onto a photo oh, frame. Yeah. And gave it to Howard. He gave Howard his own semen as a gift. That's crazy. Mm, what did he do? Bizarre. He jerked off on he, a what? I couldn't he hear. Jerk, he jerked off on a, on a frame, Howard. He framed his own jizz. I spent and, a couple weeks doing it, Howard. A fucking moron. I, Sal, I, I, you can sit at the table. <laughs> hey, Metallica uh, had that on one of their album Richard. covers. Also. Yeah. <laughs> well. You gave him your jizz. I, You're nuts. I was going to say... Um, 
<laughs> like who who would sit at the table, Will or Jason? But I realize no one uh, cares, so gives a shit. Right? I mean, who cares? Who do you do? I think uh, Will because he's hot. Yeah, he looked oh, great wow. in a dress when we did that contest. Will's dad gets into the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, um, there you go. The, it's a tough decision. A lot of these things. We also really got to think about how many times we've pranked Sal's dad with Sal's help. Oh yeah, that's true. That's a great bit. That's My dad's bit. been on a lot too, Robin. I love yes, your dad. The voicemail. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll just send our dads instead of yeah. us, Robin. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think Robin had the right idea. Sal, you're invited and Richard can sit on your lap. How's that? <laughs> Done deal. Yeah, right? It'd be my yeah. pleasure. Thank you. It works for and, me. Uh, so we're going to, at the table is going to be Robin, myself, JD, Ronnie, um, one chair taken up by Sal and Richard, <laughs> Fred, and uh, whoever the hell else we mentioned. Gary. All right. You mention Gary. Gary, yes, of course, Gary. Can't, mm. uh, you have to have Gary and Fred, of course. All right. Listen, everyone is uh, wonderful. Thank you so much to George and Brad for coming in and playing uh, Who's Dad is Hot and Who's Dad is Not. <laughs> and we'll see you tomorrow.